Welcome to the Mad Ones. I'm your sexist, incel, misogynist, ableist, biphobic, bald, gay bear cowboy host, Cam Harless. And with me, as always, is your feisty little thing hostess, Miss Jessica Green. <laughs> how are you doing, are Jessica? You? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> I don't even know how you're alive after all of this. I'm tired. I'm very I'm tired. tired. A lot of a lot of up and downs with the dopamine and the the stress mm -hmm. hormones and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's 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 been a great couple of days. Um, but we have, it's so funny every time we, we set, it seems like it happens more and more. We set up a conversation and then two months later when the person comes on, there's something going on at that moment that makes it very topical. And so, yeah. you know what happened and we'll, we'll, we'll talk yeah. about my, my adventure this week in a little bit, but it's so funny to me that these things keep happening. And so our, our, our guest today, it's, he's, he's gone through something very similar to what I did. And so it's going to be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. um, but before we get started, I do want to tell you that this show is brought to you by Felicia Sonmez, Dave Weigel, and the Washington <laughs> Post. Only not really. I hope that rag burns to the ground. But we are <laughs> we are brought to you 100% by fans and patrons. So hit like, subscribe, and share the show with your friends. We have all sorts of topics we've covered. We've talked to a lot of cool people. So share them with someone you, who might gain something from them. And also, our uh, we have a Patreon, and you should join that. Uh, for an occasional early episode, Zoom hangout, and my eternal gratitude. Uh, so patreon.com slash themadones for that. Also grab a shirt or a mug over at wearethemadones.com slash store so that you can rep us wherever you are. But now that that's all out of the way, let's actually introduce the guests. Let's 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 get to the the meat and potatoes. I say that too much, I find. Um, <laughs> but joining us... I, 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 probably. Uh, but joining us tonight is a funny man. He's a stand-up comedian, a podcaster, a writer, an actor, a food lover, and probably a good lover as well. He's the host of Ginormous Food on the Food Network, and he's the host of Next Week Tonight on Censored.TV. He may have been censored from our TVs, but he could never be canceled from our hearts. It's hey. Mr. Josh Denny. Hey, what a lovely intro, guys. <laughs> Uh, yeah, meat and potatoes. Emphasis on the potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I've had a wild week. Um, <laughs> yeah, you have. <laughs> and I, I didn't. I'm never the topic. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool, huh? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's 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 an interesting thing. Like we, you know, we go on the internet and we we are tickled that people might be interested in things that we have to say. And then sometimes they're a little too interested in the things you have to say, and it <laughs> blows your entire life apart like a hand grenade, yeah. and uh, and you kind of got to deal with it. So you know, we we were chatting a little bit beforehand, right? Like we were <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's interesting to see the nuances because you know the one thing that's tricky when it's like racial or it's about something like abortion or topics like that, um, you know, you get really really passionate people on different sides of a debate and um and you know it can escalate to like death threats or people try calling your employer or doing other things but what i think is amazing about yours is that it's like it's such a benign tame <laughs> joke yeah. uh, and it's very it's like a joke I, if i would have seen it on my feed uh, i would have immediately been like oh it's hilarious retweet like yeah. i would have thought nothing of it but that's what's amazing and uh, you know it likens back to um in one of my cancel stories i was working after i had done the ginormous food show and had my cancellation quote unquote in 2018 i went back uh and got a corporate job and i was recruited by a company called travis matthew which is like a, go a golf apparel company and 
uh, two days into the job. Everybody knew I was a comedian. Everybody knew I had had a TV show. Two days into the job, I got called into the office of the HR woman. And she goes, yeah, one of the women who work for us uh, remembered you from your cancellation last year and showed us your Twitter and everything else that you do as a comedian. And we're going to fire you. And well, and I and obviously I sued them and we didn't right. win. But what was funny is one of the jokes, the one that they really got mad about, right, was uh, <laughs> it was like a car crash and it was on National Women's Day. And I said, uh, hey, women, happy National Women's Day. Be careful on those dangerous roads out there. <laughs> right. And what? and what was amazing was listening to their counsel, their attorney, try to explain to me that it was sexist. And I said, what's sexist about it? And she goes, well, you're insinuating that women can't drive. And I said, I didn't say that. You did. How do you know the women aren't the first responders? And she just fucking froze, right? Which is amazing to me. And, and it's kind of the same thing of, of your joke. It's like your joke's not even sexist unless you think that being bisexual or bipolar is a negative thing. Right. And so the woman who was outraged is actually the person who is homophobic Right. And anti neurodivergent, which I believe is the <laughs> phrase. Right. So she's yeah. actually the bigot Impressive. and she's going, how dare this person retweet these bigoted things? <laughs> yeah, that's really great. Thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just said I, I thought the same thing. I was like, you, she must really not like bipolar or bisexual people. <laughs> yeah, you didn't say. And those are the worst things a woman could be. Right. right. You just said most women are one of these two by things. You you didn't actually have an opinion about those two diagnoses at all, uh, but she did. And she made it well known. And now it's the cover of every conservative outlet in America. You should be very proud of yourself. And I, if you were offended by the joke, why did you work so damn hard to, like, prove it correct? Yeah. And yeah. If you're, <laughs> totally. if you're a journalist, a woman journalist, you want to be respected in a man's industry. Maybe having like a psychotic hissy fit because somebody told a slightly sexist joke. That would have that would have been that's the equivalent of that for my thing would have been if that female lawyer left that deposition and got into a car accident <laughs> on the way home. It would have been like if that would have happened, that's how you would have known there was a God, right? <laughs> right. It, she's still going like she's work. She's not only like working hard to prove the stereotype true, like she wants to hit all the points. Yeah. So yeah I, I still going my my face was on the view today dude you, what's what's wild is it'll go hard for like two weeks and then every day for the rest of your life there'll be somebody who stumbles on something you said years like the thing i said in the first place that pissed everybody off was my tweet from 2018 right it was like boy they're really trying to make straight white male the new n-word right and uh <laughs> That's it. Yeah. No. No. And I well, no, I I elaborated, I, and then I okay. did a whole thread. So that was probably not great, but <laughs> but I basically did a whole thread of like how I was like the basically what people are doing when they use that phrase, they're using it in the same demeaning, dehumanizing way, and yeah. in many cases socially, it's used to sort of invalidate your human experience. So they're like, "What could you possibly weigh in on this for, straight white man?" And it's like, you know, that is what we used to say yeah. to black people when they wanted equal rights, like voting. So it's almost like we're treating white straight white men now like they're three fifths of a person. That sounds familiar. Um, so I just I kept going and that's not good. And then I went on TMZ and was like, uh, yes, uh, uh, two things in that com in that interview with TMZ with Van Lathan was one. 
do you regret your tweet? And I go, no, I, I wish people could understand the bigger picture, the bigger point I was making, which is basically, um, you know, racism of all kinds is the same, uh, even if you think mm -hmm. it's okay because it's directed at white people. I'm like, sure, I could have worded it better, but, you know, I'm a comedian and I just fly off at the mouth. That's what I do. <laughs> and sometimes I don't get it right, but I'm not going to apologize because I don't not believe what I said. And then we got into a debate about comedy and I was like, I think people in artistic situations should be able to use whatever language they want to paint the picture that they're trying to paint. And, um, and what was interesting was I didn't, I didn't think my girlfriend slapped me on the wrist for this because she goes, I warned you. <laughs> but when we went in, I said, are there any words you don't want me to say? Because obviously we're going to talk about language and comedy and art and everything else. So like, do you not want me to use the N word? Do you not want me like, how do you want, how do you want to do this? I want to know what the ground rules are. And he was like, use whatever you want. And if the, if TMZ doesn't want us to air it, they'll just bleep it. And I go, right. okay. And then I use the word when we're discussing the word. So there's no confusion. And then immediately he like cuts me off and he's like, uh, he's like, I, I, I asked you not to use the word. And I was like, oh, you fucking totally set me up for this. Right. So, <laughs> but it was one of those things where it's just like, if, if we can't, if we can't have the, the, the civility to have a discussion about a word right without getting emotional or freaking out or whatever then what are we doing like this idea that we're going to pretend that everything that's ever been done in a fictional situation is now like a documentary and a reflection of the person's actual yeah. worldview is insane like are we going to get to the point where now we're going to expect ed norton to go on the view and apologize for starring in american history x like <laughs> which by the way is a movie where he plays a racist to try to explain to people the flaw in racist ideology, right? Yeah. And so it's like the idea that art can't use the offensive perspective to change the way people think for the better is like, it, it's a sad state of affairs for the intelligence of people that we can't mm -hmm. even look at something like that and derive the meaning from it, the intended meaning from it. Right. I, all I'll say about American History X is that I still every now and then it comes to mind that curb stomping. Oh, and I and I think yeah. about my teeth touching a curb and it freaks oh. me that that freaks me out. Listen. Never mind the better than better than a penis. Am I right? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's uh, it's the uh, right. It is the right and the duty of art to be offensive. Because yes. That is the function by which you hold a mirror up to yourselves as people. Yeah. Yeah, and that's one of the things I said in that interview was I don't just think that art should be allowed to be offensive. I think it has a responsibility to be offensive. I agree. Absolutely. And so <clears throat> when people ask what your favorite art of, work of art is, I'll often refer to the Kathy Griffin holding up Trump's head, mm -hmm. mainly because a lot of the people I run around with are former or finding their way out of conservatism. And that part kind of freaks them out. So this this photograph of this woman holding up this paper mache bloody head causes a visceral emotional reaction within you. That's art. That's yeah. the definition, the, the meaning of art. And so you can't get happy when somebody does that to the left or the liberals, whatever you want to call them, your political enemies. Some comedian does that to your political enemies and you cheer. And when it's done to you, you can't handle it. The way to handle that is to say, yeah, I have a visceral reaction to that. That's art. And I, even though it offends me, I want it to be there because it yeah. holds a mirror up to myself. I was never somebody when Kathy Griffin did that, that was like, she should be canceled for this. I laughed that she was because it's sort of like yeah. live by the sword, die by the sword. Right. Agreed. If you're, Agreed. You know, and it was also, uh, you know, it was also fitting that that happened to her because I can't remember the timeline if it was before or after. So the Covington thing that happened to her right. was either payback for that or 
uh, probably karma that that ended up happening to her, whichever mm -hmm. one came first, because how can you be mad that you're canceled uh, for, for the Trump thing, right? That's the risk you take as an artist. And then, um, and then you're, you're trying to get the names, you're trying to dox these Covington Catholic kids. Yeah. Um, and then we find kids. out the full story of the thing that they, they were not the antagonist in that situation whatsoever. Yeah. And then, you know, I, so like, you know, God forbid some, some Kathy Griffin fan, you know, one of the three was amped up <laughs> enough at her calling for that to go kill one of those kids, you know, and that's, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, when you look back in a history book or an art history book, maybe 40, 50 years from now, that photograph will encapsulate a time in a really unique way. Because can you point to another work of art, another photograph of that whole sort of snippet, that era in time? And not say that that doesn't perfectly represent the visceral reaction that sort of like the media, the left, Hollywood, sort of everybody in the sphere of celebrity had toward Trump. It's yeah, just I, it's a I, perfect work of art, in it, my opinion. It perfectly encapsulated um, the the real the way people really felt about Donald Trump, and yeah. so it should be it should serve as some symbolism of the, what that era and time meant. Yeah, and in a lot of ways, um, you know it was honest like don't that's what bothered me is when liberal people you know that like at dinner parties say uh horrible things about trump probably worse than that picture depicted oh, yeah. and then they go on social media and they go like i understand where she's coming from but i don't agree with it it's like we well, don't lie you fucking love it this is the kind of shit you call for at dinner every night so <laughs> you know like the thing the thing that bothered me about it was the in the attempt to sort of uh soften the fact that that was a totally real depiction of the way that everyone on the left thought of Trump. And if that mm -hmm. were if that had really happened, they would have felt just as good about it. Because if you remember, right. there was like a two or three hour period when that came out between when it came out and when it got backlash that all the liberal people were like, yes, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. Fuck him. <laughs> and, you know, and, and nobody had a problem with it. And then when it was like, no, no, this is bad. And anybody who likes it is going to get fired. Then everybody was like, oh, well, you know, I don't like Trump, but this is inappropriate. It's like, <laughs> yeah, they did roll on her, even her bosom buddy, Anderson Cooper, who they were oh, yeah. know, years together. He rolled on her and she did say that she felt a great sense of betrayal about it. But when you do, when you dare to do something that is art, that is true art, yeah. you're going to piss a lot of people off. And that to me is almost the mark of art in the first place if you're not pissing someone off you're probably not creating art yeah and she you know and that's funny i get accused of this too people go oh you just go on podcasts and whine about cancel culture no i talk about it i yeah. don't go on like tears like kathy griffin and go you know people are trying to kill me i'll never work in this town again and you know and then people were like kathy why don't you go back into clubs and like fucking and she's like i'm above that i won't i'm reinventing myself right. like, i'm not i would never go back into clubs i'm i'm beyond that stage in my career and i'm like dude i i will work odd jobs i will do any side hustles or whatever i have to do and i have no problem having to reboot my career every single fucking time i say what i think and people don't like it i don't have a problem with it i'll tell i'll tell people who have me on their podcast like you guys uh what i think about cancel culture and i can say that i think it's fucked up but you'll never hear me go uh i don't li like you know it's not fair it's like no it's a choice right. It's a choice. And quite frankly, I'm happy that I'm making this choice because it's the harder choice, but everyone else is a fucking coward and nobody else will do it. And when the general public is tired of going to comedy clubs and listening to cowards talk, yeah. they will buy tickets to come see people like me and the people that do stuff like what I do. 
And well, they so, already do. Yeah. They, they so sell out the offensive people, the people who shouldn't be, the people who are awful, bigots, terrible, kick them off. They're the ones who are selling out places. Yeah. I and don't so think, I don't think I'm wrong. Uh, I think I was just early and I made the mistake <laughs> of like having this happen before I had a lot of money and security, <laughs> which I don't re recommend for anybody. But uh, like I was just, my, my career plane was just starting to hit the, you know, and we didn't realize that we were on the wrong size runway because we got about here. And then it was like, <laughs> oh you know what I mean? So, uh, but you know, it's, listen, man, everything happens for a reason. Uh, all that stuff led me to working with people like Gavin McInnes and Anthony Cumia and people that I really love their work and have respected for a long time. And, and now it's like, we're, we get to work together on things. We're collaborating. We're all having fun again. It, it feels like comedy 15, 20 years ago working with these guys. Yeah. So, you know, that to wondered, me is worth it. I've wondered if we've hit a sort of high watermark because Cam, his tweet at least, appeared on The View today. And so uh, squashing aside my utter excitement to see my friend's tweet appear on The View, um, I also noticed that they kind of took the part of saying that, hey, you know, this woman who's making the stink about everything, the one who's throwing a fit, she's kind of the one who's at fault here. She's the one with the problem. I was like, this is a turn. I wouldn't imagine that the ladies of the view would take that turn with it. So it's like, yeah. I wonder if, you know, the woke currency, the outrage currency, I wonder if it just doesn't trade for as much anymore. Yeah. And by the way, uh, there are probably, I don't know, 10,000 comedians uh, in America who have been trying to get a joke of theirs on network television. <laughs> <laughs> and you just did it without trying and boy are they gonna hate you dude the the my my fellow shit posters there are several out there that right now hate me and it's so funny because they're trying not to be mean to me because they do have some respect for what i what happened right what i've what i've done but they're like you can tell when they're when they're typing underneath things that they're just like how did he do mm. this is the but, golf equivalent of a hole in one like yeah. you only get one like you get to sink one like this once in a lifetime right. uh, totally totally yeah. yeah this was this was literally like this is like in karate kid 2 with catching the fly and he's like yes. just grabs it and does it right away and miyagi gets pissed he's like you begin a rock you know what i mean <laughs> right. so uh that's that's it, it's exactly the same thing well to to be honest the joke is old we've all heard maybe some version of this joke for decades and so I think it's all fair game to tell an old joke. It's like right. you're, you're, you're a person with a relatively low following on Twitter. You just pop off a joke to make your friends laugh. It's not the same thing as like, I don't know, you're like not Carlos Mencia. Is that, was well, that the guy? Was it Carlos? Yeah. Oh, you mean talk about like joke theft? Yeah, it's like, it's right, like posting right. like a street joke or something, you know? Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. I mean, at least a 30 year old joke. So I think like it's fair game. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, who would I have even cited? Right. Because there's, yeah, there's no is... one who's made that joke in, in that way. I mean, they all have, but there's not like a, a comedian who's done it. I think Owen Benjamin is saying that he, he had did. done that. That's joke, his yeah. joke yeah. three years ago. That Yeah. I, was like... I mean, it, to me, unless somebody's done it in a special or something, it doesn't count. Like I've had jokes. <laughs> I've had stuff I was working on. Like I had one that I was working on that Louis did a sort of a better version of it in his last special. And I was like, well, I'll throw that concept away just because, <laughs> you know, like there's not, there's only so much shit in the ethereal, in the plane of existence to talk right. about. And, you know, smart, funny people, you're not the only one. So you got to have the humility to know that other people might beat you to the punch on something. And, but, you know, unless you're out there like Carlos, try to represent it like, no, no, I'm the originator of this thought. <laughs> 
then it's like, you know, I, I don't see what anybody's mad about. I mean, and that's but, the thing you got to realize is like, it took me a while to understand that most of the people that don't like me on the internet really don't have a problem with my opinions there. It, it's rooted in something different than that. Like, oh, they were mad when I got a TV show because they think they're a better mm -hmm. comic or they they think a comic they like more than me should have gotten that opportunity or I'm undeserving of it or or yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? And you'll see these people nonstop uh, in Twitter. I had a guy the other day. He's like, you're a fucking loser or, or something. He was like mad at me about something <laughs> I tweeted. And I was just like he, his his Twitter picture was like a selfie. And I was like, at least I have one friend who could take my fucking profile picture for me, you nerd. So I wanted to ask you. <laughs> and then he changed his profile picture. And he's like, you can't even roast me back. I was like, bro, I roasted you so hard. You changed your profile picture. Well, and, that's and like a mic drop. What's funny is in these situations, like what we're talking about, you find out who your friends are. Mm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because yeah. it's like the people who are like, I can't tell you how many calls I, I got emails. I got a text from my old boss that I haven't spoken to in five years. I got I got a, an, an email from some guy I haven't seen in seven or eight years. I've you know, like my my grandfather is like, good joke, son. And I'm like, I made my mother <laughs> proud by telling a bisexual joke. What and going on Tucker Carlson. Like yeah. what, what world is this? What world am I living in? It's amazing. I think, I think what's funny, I think kind of why this joke uh, hit when it hit was because of when I posted it, because I think for, for two reasons, one, because I posted it on June 1st, the yeah. first day of pride month. And I think that it did this for two ways, because there are some people who wanted to be offended because I was making a joke that included LGBTQ. Yeah alphabet people and then there were the people on the other side who love it and i think it's because they're so damn tired of this pride stuff they're so mm -hmm. tired of the this stuff being like shoved down their throats yeah if Not i would they if, if i was he, a smarter comedian i would have followed your lead because i had a i had an old joke where that I, I used to do in my act where i said bisexuals are just gay people whose parents are still alive <laughs> and, uh, and i was i should i should have retweeted that on the first day of pride what am i thinking Right. Well, and, and I think that that's what it was. It was kind of a, a mixture of people are tired of having to deal with not, not that they have anything against gay people, but they're like, no, do, do I have to in walk fact, into into Target and explain to my kid why these why there are shot glasses that say different kinds of gay on them when I'm walking yeah. through the store? Do I have to do that? I mean, there are that's legitimate, you know, like. Mm -hmm. Who wants to have that conversation? Well, imagine, <laughs> and this is the thing that I say all the time is like, you know, this is where the right kind of has a point is like, we're, we're, we're infringing on a territory now where LGBTQ is an ideological thing like a religion. And so mm -hmm. imagine if you went into Target and every fucking piece of clothing was religious. Right. There were crosses on everything and scripture on everything. If you were not a uh, Christian, you would be fucking infuriated. So it's it's a natural reaction, I think, for people to look at this and go, I want you to fuck whoever you want to fuck and I want you to do these things and I want you to be happy. But like you're starting to infringe into mainstream society in a way that is not in the vision of what what was intended for America. The idea was sort of live and let live, not live and shove everything you believe in my fucking mouth 24 seven. Yeah. Right. Well, also, I don't think that gay people can get mad at your joke because it kind of makes them Batman. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, I would be funny. hard pressed to be angry if someone compared me to Batman. That's all. If, yeah, if you know, if unless in that in that uh, version of the Batman saga 
Alfred is a former Catholic priest <laughs> who has stepped in to raise Bruce Wayne after the death of his parents. Oh, it's pretty great. Let's get let's write it, guys. <laughs> that explains Robin now. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> he goes, Bruce, what's what's one thing that's better than one young crime fighting man? How about two? <laughs> and he goes, should what? I get someone? Should I get someone bigger than me? Stronger than me? Same at yeah. no younger, smaller, thinner, tighter. Oh, <laughs> how about a gymnast? How about how about someone who was with a acrobatic family or something? <laughs> and he's like, so they start going to the you know circuses, and he's like, that one, the spinny tight one. And then they were like, wow. his whole family died. And <laughs> let's, then, let's kill his family. Yeah, let's kill the Graysons, <laughs> and then we'll take this sexy little twink home. We'll dress them up. <laughs> Put a little cape on him. His type, by the way, he wore little spandex tight shorts, like yeah. leotard, and then little boy shorts on top. I mean, do you know what gay, I learned? I'm just saying. You, you know what I learned the other day? When Burt Ward was playing Robin, the Catholic League against offensive of against I forget what it was against um offensive. What's shit. the word? Know. Yeah, offensive crap. Um, <laughs> was like calling them all the time, every week. Like, hey man, we can see too much of Bert's bulge. You, you can't have Robin's bulge out there like that. What? How? How? Um, Adam. They're West just like, dealt listen, we we have an idea of what the right amount is, and you guys are way <laughs> over it. Okay. Well, what? So, so what? How? How? Uh, uh Cardinal, what's his name? Cardinal Roberts over here can't get the drool back in his mouth. It's too much. <laughs> So how Adam West dealt with it was he was like, screw these people. And he put a um, a sock in his in the front of his pants and dared them to say something. And so he didn't have to deal with it anymore. But Burt Ward did. So yeah. they actually called Burt one day after they kept trying to pat it and make it so that it wasn't as visible and stuff like that. And they go, hey, like he's wearing six Kotex under his tights. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they go, hey, uh, I, we're going to have you come see a doctor. And he's like. What doctor? My doctor? Your doctor? Oh, we have a doctor. And what we're going to do is he's going to give you a drug that's going to make your, your balls shrink so that you, you we can't see your package as well. Yeah. And he was oh, like, to be what, famous. If, what if no? <laughs> yeah. Also, it's not even that impressive. It is his, his right. dick meat is kind of boyish. Right. I'm being I like. I mean, like that's it's why not the like Catholic League is calling them upset. Yeah, yeah, they're just like, this is too sexy. This is our, inappropriate. It was like, our no priests one. are just having too much fun watching your program. Yeah, he he I wrote a, made him southern. He wrote a book <laughs> called uh, "Boy Wonder: My Life in Tights." Uh, wow. Okay. Oh yeah, there are some of these that are pretty. Yeah. So there are some that are bad, but like most of the time, he's being shot like from the belt up. So I don't even know. I don't even know what you got. You just for that to bother you, you got to already be super fucking horned up by by young boys. Wow, look at the cover of this book. It's just his package on the book, yeah. right? It's, he's getting, getting back unzipped. at him. Yeah. Yeah. Dear, dear God, three hundred and forty-four dollars for a copy of uh, Boy Wonder: My Life in Tights. If anyone wants to fund that. Yeah. Why? What is it? Out of print. I'm not, you know, I'm not sure. Yeah, but it looks like they're old editions collectibles. Oh, I see. So probably, yeah. Uh... Boy Wonder, My Life in Tights by Burt Ward. My God. So if you I've... find that book in a used bookstore, you've hit the pay dirt and buy that shit for likely 50 cents. And yeah. Did you, by the way, do you see pictures of him at Comic-Con when he's 76? No. The, the whole package no. is bigger. <laughs> he's built like me now. 
He's not wearing the costume, right? Oh, I I wish he was. I wouldn't let him come to Comic Con out of the costume. I don't know yeah, why they yeah. let him just. He looks like a Sopranos extra now. <laughs> when when we all found out that Cam was going to be on Tucker yesterday, we were giving him just terrible advice, and one of the things was to wear a Gumby costume. That would have been and, great. Yeah, one of our friends is really I'm Gumby, upset, bitch. But they wouldn't even let him wear the cowboy hat. Oh, really? We were really pretty upset about. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. Dude. Yeah, you looked mad in your interview. You looked like your wardrobe had been changed last minute. Like, <laughs> you're sitting there like, man, I'll fucking tell you what. <laughs> you know what was funny about that is I, 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 I tweeted later. Apparently, I touch my face when I'm nervous. And I was nervous only because I'm used to this. I do this all the time. Yeah. But I couldn't see him. I was staring into a camera. Yeah. And so I could just hear him. And so it's like one of those things that like I did I heard him laugh, but I didn't until I saw that screenshot, which is fantastic, by the way. Um, like I did, had no idea what his reaction was to things. Like I was just like, you know, because you're trying to I, I, I bounce off of physical expressions. Uh, yeah. Like I right. I I did a podcast one time. Someone invited me to their podcast, and they're actually good friends now, Nick and Lizzie Picone. And uh, they did it, and it was only audio, and I couldn't see them, and they couldn't see me, and I knew nothing about them at that time. And I was like, are these people against me or for me? Like, I don't yeah. know what I'm going <laughs> into, and I can't see their faces. I can't gauge any of that, and it was incredibly uncomfortable. But we got that. nod. I nod <laughs> yeah. a lot. So if I if you couldn't see me, you would be like, "What is your problem?" <laughs> so quiet. Yeah, I had one like that. The most recent one I did like that was uh, I did this uh, like morning radio in Vegas that I am actually friends with one of the guys. And then the other guy on the show hates my fucking guts because <laughs> we go on the show or they invite me on, and like the con the concept of this is that one guy's like super liberal and the other guy's sort of libertarian right leaning. And they bring me on and um, and uh, right off the bat, the guy like he does one of these setups where he like, you know, you know, fired from the Food Network for racist tweets, obviously he said racist tweets and we don't agree with his racist views. And, uh, you know, he said that uh, and he misquotes the tweet. So then he intros me and I go like, well, you know, right off the bat, you misquoted me. So if we're going to be right. he's like, you know, let's be honest. And I was like, if we're going to be honest, how about you go back and admit that all the shit you said is your opinion. And the thing you just said isn't even what I tweeted. I was like, if you're if you consider yourself a journalist, why don't you actually have the quote ready to go and right. say the actual? and then he exploded. <laughs> so it was obvious that this guy had, had like already worked himself up to like try to lay into me on the show right. and i just called out the fact that he started off being a total fucking liar <laughs> and uh you know like the media want to do and uh and he just didn't handle it well at all and he's like this is what's so funny is uh i think this was after the abortion thing went nuts in september what and was it the, got, what was that the abortion one was uh when the Texas abortion ban happened, which I which I was like, cool, finally, somebody's doing something to say we got to put a regulation on this. It's getting out of control. And uh, and so I just my feed was just all women like this is fucking this is an atrocity. <laughs> Our rights are being stripped from us. It's Handmaid's Tale. And I just said six weeks. Calm down, broads. You still have six weeks to decide that your life is more important than somebody else's. And then. <laughs> And then, uh, which I was just like trolling, right? And then, <laughs> and then somebody replies back and goes, "You know, most women don't even know that they're pregnant at six weeks." And then I said, "Whores, 
Only whores <laughs> wouldn't know that they're pregnant at six weeks. And the internet lost their fucking minds. And um, and it was just like the same thing. It was like sexist, misogynistic. I go, it's a joke, dude. It's a joke. I also agree with the ban, but it's a joke, right? Right. And what was funny is that like that, it's really like it is it strikes a chord. Like the reason people yeah. are so fucking outraged is that there's some truth to what I'm saying. And it's like, you know, my, my, I've been very vocal about this on my podcast. My views on abortion have swung completely the other way because I think the concept that I came up with in the nineties that I witnessed as a teenager was safe, legal, and rare worst right. thing that a woman could ever have to decide to do. And it's a last case scenario thing. It's not that way anymore, man. Nope. It has no. completely changed. Like women are high-fiving at the clinic and fucking making, you know, what you guys want to come back and do this next week? <laughs> so it's like, it call, and I think it's had this dramatic cultural effect on the way we view human life in America. And mm -hmm. I think it's, it's created this existential crisis about devaluing human life. So my perspective has changed. And also, um, I've, I now look at it from a constitutional perspective of, uh, if the if the inalienable human rights that we declared in the Declaration of Independence when we decided we were going to become a nation was life, liberty and pursuit of happiness, then our laws, uh, the only laws we should have are ones that protect those promises to our citizens that were made in the initial you know documents that framed our country. Mm -hmm. So. It's sort of like, you know, I got into this with another buddy a week ago where he's like, well, you know, the moral argument about abortion, the more I go, I don't even have a moral position on it. My position is that the Constitution grants citizens the right to life, liberty and pursuit of happiness in that order. And that if we're upholding the Constitution, it's it's the only situation where we al allow an individual to electively end the life of another person. And it's not a crime. So it's just inconsistent with our law and it's not upholding the Constitution. And end yeah. of story. Right. So for those two things, that's just sort of my stance on it. I think when you start to get into religion and everything else, the whole idea of separation of church and state is that we don't enter into those debates in a civic society because you should be free to practice what you believe. I should be free to practice what I believe. But the framework is you don't get to kill other people regardless right. of your reason. And so but it's amazing to me how much people will you know, try to pivot that like, well, you just this. So this this radio show guy was like, you probably don't even get pussy. You don't get when was the last time you got laid? And I was like, I've been in a committed, serious relationship for 10 years. So 10 years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> also, I was like, it's not your business, dude. Like yeah. the, fact that, the fact that you think that like I could be getting laid 10 times a day. It wouldn't change my opinion <laughs> okay. on this. But also, I think that people need to realize that with the repealing of Roe v. Wade, they put it back in the hands of the states, which means some states right. will increase access to abortion way sure. past the point where any rational pro-life or, e or even rational pro-choicer would agree that that's like an acceptable limit. Well, they and can it's, do that. it's retaliatory. So, like it, like yeah. when, when the when the Roe v. Wade, it's first of all, it hasn't even happened yet, everybody. So it hasn't even fucking happened yet. And Gavin Newsom, where I live in California, came out and was like, we're going to fucking open it wide open. You could be nine and you can abort a fucking three-year-old. We don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> so it's like that they're, they're going to go so far the other way. And I actually fucking hope they do because I hope it brings Californians to their senses. Like, wait a minute, this shit's out of control. Like I did a, a speech for Walkaway a couple weeks ago and I said, of course, they're going to have no limits on abortion in California. 
The government in California does not value human life at all. And if you don't believe me, take a trip down to Skid Row and look at the 60,000 people living in squalor in the most taxed city in America and tell me that that government gives a fuck about human beings. They don't. They don't care. Yeah. They don't give a shit. He's, he's just going back to the winery, spending more of your tax dollars. It's corruption at its highest. And, you know, at some point, I hope people in uh, – in the United States and specifically in states like New York and California, wake up and go, yo, that's a, that's insane. So I actually hope the left just keeps going more and more crazy so that the pushback against them is stronger and stronger and stronger with each election. Yeah. Well, and, and you mentioned they said, you know, you must not get laid, which I think is funny because that was one of the first insults mm -hmm. that I got. Of was that I'm an I'm an incel. incel yeah and I'm like I'm like okay so this what was funny about that is I read it I wrote my my little article I don't know if you read the article that I wrote um and then I went and and had uh, adult fun with my wife mm -hmm. and then came back and I was <laughs> like okay you know you mean coitus <laughs> yes I, I I I intercoursed her yeah, and it to, was just quote Big Lebowski oh right. you mean coitus that's my favorite movie. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. It's, it, it's a great pick. It's one of the best of yes. all time. And what's funny about it is I was looking at the guy who was saying this. I wish I, I I need to go back and find him. But if anyone was an incel, it was this guy because he oh, was yeah. talking about how I was fat and bald. I shave my head. I have hair up here. I I shave it. Yeah, I, I do this. I do this. I've literally committed to doing the same thing just because of the convenience of it. Like, right. I was just talking with a buddy earlier and I was like, I got to get a haircut. That was like, or I'm just going to buzz my head like I did through the whole pandemic because so let's, it's just let's, easier. Let's clarify about the guy who was yelling at you about being bald. What he was actually angry at you about was that you had not embraced your baldness and worn the absolutely disgusting cul-de-sac of hair that comes around the back of the head. Oh, the old oh, Costanza huh. wreath? Yes, yes. So he was like, I'm the better man here because I wear the disgusting cul-de-sac of hair on the back of my head and you don't. But you've got a great hair. You got a great <laughs> head for it for the baldness, man. It is a good it's a good look. It's a good it's, look. I don't want to see you with hair now. It's so funny. My hair was down to here. Yeah, like, like I had hair. long hair. Yeah. And, and it's, it's so funny. My wife was like, don't shit. Because the reason I, I, I did it was because I started, ha like, I'm, I've been very super stressed. And so I've had some hair come out, and it was just stressing me out more. And I was like, screw it. Let's cut it, and let's move on with our life. Yeah. And my wife was like, don't do it. Don't do it. You, you know, wait till it's actually bad. Wait till your hair's actually, you have bald spots, right? Yeah. And I'm like, no, I don't want to deal with this. Like, I just, I don't want to deal with that. And so I, I shaved it and she was, I swear to God, she has more sex with me now. See? <laughs> Dude. Yeah. And then I, and then I put on a cowboy hat because my head was, my head is fucking cold and more. And then I bought some boots, more. I'm telling you. This has been the best thing that's ever happened to me, this stupid Dude, cowboy hat. You're my husband firing like, up the shaver right now. Yeah, every, everybody at home, just, <laughs> we're going to bring back skinheads just to try to drive up the the bonage. Right, uh, right. Yeah, we it's, need to. It, Populations are in decline. We've got to bang more, you guys. Yeah, it, it is interesting how that works. The reason I like it is because I look good with a little bit of sun. But what happens mm. where my hairline is, is like if I'm out in the sun, I get like this white bar between my hair and where my head tans. So it, because of the shade of my hair kind of coming out over my head. So like the only way I can get a uniform base is if I completely shave it. 
And then, you know, then it's like, uh, it's a whole thing, but I'm like you, like I'm, I'm, I'll be 39 in August. I'm starting to get like the spots where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, so I could be a comb over guy, but the thing I, I love hats and I yeah. hate having to be like, well, I can't wear a hat before I go do this event. Cause my hair needs to look nice. And mm-hmm. so the bald thing is like, I love the idea that I can wear a hat and then take it off and it, I look the same. <laughs> so but well, I just think it was right so, now. no, sorry. I was say, beards are in now too. So you can pretty much like have that hair experience just on the front of your face. Yeah. I love the beard. Mm-hmm. I love the bald beard look. That's the look, man. That's the old Viking conquer. And listen, some women will deny this, but I would say the number is probably around 90% of women uh, can only be aroused when their life is in danger. Um, <laughs> you know, me too really ruined that for a lot of women, but I'll tell you, Def- man, like definitely I, there are for Louis way, way more women in my, in my experience, uh, their best sex in their mind is like, if you could just sneak in uh ski mask, <laughs> throw me against the wall, punt, maybe like throw me around a bit, slap me a little bit choke the life out of me disavow disavow then i may and and for me like i've never do that because i don't want to go to prison so like the there's nothing sexy to me about my entire life being snatched away so like the windpipe is very fragile yeah it's just like so so that's never been my thing and that is that has limited me sexually with partners (laughs) where they're just like well i need somebody who's gonna make me be afraid to die and i go yeah that i'm not that guy i'm the i'm the let me make you lasagna and rub your feet and hope that gets you horny guy (laughs) right well that's what was so funny is is you know i've had girlfriends who were in the past who were like, yeah, you know, I really, you know, I, I, I would like it rough. And I'm like, that's not me. I'm yeah. the sweetest boy. I yes. may type some stuff and say some stuff that's mean as shit, but yeah. I'm a very sweet boy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's like, it's, it's not, it's not the easiest place for me to go. <laughs> yeah. It's uh yeah, it's, it's even dirty talk. I like, you know, and then yeah. this is a problem with me as a comedian when women are like talk dirty to me, I always go over the line. <laughs> and then i'm just like oh so now, now i'm the asshole you just uh, keep you i thought we were playing and we're doing a bit well that's what makes me feel so bad for lewis ck because he did everything right he asked permission and was granted it i mean yeah. i don't feel like at that point he's in trouble for anything yeah it's just you know it, it's a i think that has to do with your proximity between the women and the door which could have just been coincidence Fair but point. now, now <laughs> I know that if anyone ever asked me to jerk off in front of them, I just have to like, all right, you go by the door and I'll go to the other side of the room. Right. Just to level out the power dynamics yeah. so that it's right. not, you know. Can we get one of those plexiglass sneeze guards they use during COVID just, yeah. just for ultimate? What safety? I'll do is I'll right. build a Chipotle and then I'll <laughs> lay where the toppings and stuff is and then I'll <laughs> I'll pop under the sneeze guard and then then yeah. you're safe. You can you can oh, walk yeah. along and go, I'll take some sour cream, some cock. What is this I'm one? Just... And you go, that's the new vegan. And they go, is that any good? And I go, I don't know. I've had it a couple times, but you know, it's, <laughs> but I, I still like the classic chicken and they go, okay, I'll eat the chicken sometimes, but then maybe I'll get a barbacoa and then you, oh, ah, ah, you just blast them. Stay away from the aioli, man. Um, I'm so glad there's a guy behind the- her who's like, hurry up. We all, there's not enough jizz for everybody. You take it too long. <laughs> Cindy, I'm so sorry. Oh, sorry. my mom. Yeah. My oh, mom's sorry. Watching. Sorry, Cam's mom. <laughs> Oh, she's never been to a Chipotle? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> How did you get here then, Cam? 
How did you get here if she's never been I, to a Chipotle? That's a fair point. That's a well, fair according point. to the conservatives on Twitter, I'm the second coming of Christ, I think. Yeah, for, for now, for now, until you go against <laughs> the, the against the grain. Right, from which Birmingham. I'm going to. Yeah. I'm going to. The like, one it's, I love it's... is I. they recruited me to go on Getter when Getter was starting, and Jason, <laughs> the guy who owns it, was like, or who's like the CEO, is like, yeah, man, come over. It's fucking wide open, free speech. So I go over there and I start posting jokes. And everyone's like, oh, my God, the language. And I'm just like, OK, well, I don't want to be I don't want to have people clutching their pearls over here. I've spent a decade building a following on Twitter. I'm not going to come over here and be finger wagged at every day when I do. Jokes. Right. It's like I'm, I'm telling people like, we, you know, we're trying to build the YouTube following because most of our stuff has been audio for many years. And so I'm, I'm trying to get that up to the monetization point. And people are like, oh, are you on Rumble? And I'm like, I'll get on Rumble, but yeah. I just want you to hit, use your Google account that you own to hit the subscribe button so that I can continue on in all of the places. Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah, making money at this happens in aggregate. Like, you know, there are big shows like an H3H3 or something where they make, you know, probably hundreds of thousands a month just off their YouTube. But it's like, you know, I make a little bit off of the audio and a little bit off of the video and a little bit off of this and little bit it's like you got to piece it together otherwise it's very hard to keep doing this stuff oh i did want to ask you a question oh go ahead I'm real sorry. quick ahead. just because he said h3h3 if i could stop hearing ethan klein speak ever i would be the happiest man oh, alive yeah you know, my girlfriend hates his guts dude she, i used to like him when he was doing stuff with idubs that was actually good before idubs sold out too yeah i've never like, liked him never been a fan you know, it's and it's not the Tourette's or the fact that his wife is Israeli. Um, it's <laughs> it's both of those things. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But no, it's it's uh, yeah. He just I've never you know I never I just, loved him. Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying like you know he made the triggered meme. He was kind of like in the the getting close to the funny zone. And Idubs I thought was hilarious at times. Like I love Content Cop, but yeah. it's like if I have to hear that dipshit's voice one more time how is he doing crossover episodes with bert uh kreischer and tom segura yeah i mean i'll tell you how i mean bert and tom are this is the thing about bert and tom you have to understand good guys right i, I have no yeah. problem with either of them i've i've known them both for a while i've known i haven't known bert as long as i've known tom but i used to, i've been doing shows in la with tom for 10 years and so I actually met him through a dude named Patrick Melton, who was the host of the Nobody Likes Onions program. I used to be a, a co-host on there regularly with him or a guest, regular guest. And Tom and him were really good friends. And they all, like him, Tom, and Bert all know each other from Florida. So I kind of knew those guys from back right. then. We would do occasional shows together, whatever. But they're all real nice, genuine dudes. But but Tom and Bert are pure comedy capitalists. So like they'll never, mm -hmm. and, and it's like, it's no knock against guys like that. I, I would put Sebastian Maniscalco in this category too, but like they're never going to have an opinion that's going to get them in trouble. Like, right. and it's all about the bag. It's all about bigger, better, more. And they're going to, so whatever crossovers they can do that are going to get them more eyes, more view. And listen, they're doing it like the, the YMH studios is massive, right? Like yeah. that thing has been going for, I think 10 or 12 years. And you know, they just signed some, you know, nine figure deal or something like that with serious uh, iHeart. So good for them. You know, and what's what's cool is like Tom has found this lane where he and Christina can be like edgy and gross and offensive, but they've never really gotten into any hot water with political stuff or taking a stance or anything like that. So that, you know, they've kind of found a good lane and, and 
And Bert's in that lane. Bert's a little different where Bert's more like Bert will pander to whatever the people in the room want him to do because he loves to be liked by people. And so it's no knock against guys like that who that's their career. It's just I could never be that guy because anytime I've tried to be liked, like gone out of my way to be different so that people like me, I end up both hating myself and they don't like me. So I just learned at a very early age that like that doesn't work for me. So just be yourself. And if people don't like it, tell them to suck your dick. And sometimes they'll suck your dick. Uh, very, very rarely. Okay. Um, But no, that's the thing. Like, I'd love to talk to Tom. I mean, Bert, I feel like I'd I'd struggle to have, I mean, I could probably have a fun conversation with Bert. He's one of the nicest, he's one of the nicest and very generous. Bert is a very generous guy. Like the first time I bumped into him after I had my TV show, he literally like took me under his wing for 45 minutes. He was like, come on, come with me to the airport bar. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to teach you about the business and like just gave me (laughs) advice and feedback and whatever for like an hour. And then I was like, I was like canceled like 60 days later. And he was like, rough one, buddy. Good luck with that. Like there was no call for advice or anything like that. It was sort of like, I ain't fucking coming anywhere near you with a 10 foot pole. So, right. So a couple weeks ago, I uh, so I was watching Two Bears One Cave, and you know on their old set there was a picture. I don't know if it's still on the new one, but you know there's the picture of them with bear heads, and Bert has his shirt off. And my daughter walks up behind me, and she goes, "Dad, is is that your boobies?" <laughs> and I laughed. I tweeted it and tagged Bert, and he retweeted and says, "Your body must be beautiful, right?" Yeah. And then this this stuff happens this weekend, and I and I I, I said. I tweeted and I tagged him again and I said, is this my, my very, very small, the machine moment? Yeah. And did he, did he do anything? No, because I knew as soon as I did that, he was going to be like, I'm not touching that. Yeah. Like the most, like any of the controversies I've had, like my, but I'm really good friends with Sam Tripley's one of my favorite, not just one of my favorite comedians still out here scorching the earth, but one of my very favorite people. And he's a really real genuine dude who, Unlike those guys, if you walk into the fucking fire, Sam is going to run in behind you like, nah, dude, you ain't going at it alone. So like uh, anytime I've gotten in hot water, Tripoli's the first one to call me and go like, don't back down. You know what I mean? Like he's (laughs) all in it. And he went on uh, Tom. I think he went on your mom's house after that happened to me and brought it up with Segura. And Segura was like, yeah, like I know what he was trying to say, but dude, and which is just like such a pussy, cowardly way. Like, right. w- you know me, we're not idiots. Like you could have said, yeah, you just can't say things like that on the Internet without expecting that kind of backlash. But it was just so like it was just so milk toast, And that you just have yeah. to understand, like you said at the top, uh, you learn who your friends really are. And, yeah. you know, you have to, the sad thing you realize is like. You gotta have to, you're gonna have to find new friends who are not afraid to like walk into the fire with you. That's what I love about Anthony and Gavin is that when when something happens with any of us, we're on the phone with each other, like, isn't this fucking stupid? And <laughs> well, yeah. and, it, and how do we go further? To tell, the credit tell, of our guests, um, we have almost a ninety-nine point nine percent of people are with it and didn't want us to remove their program. Ninety nine point nine percent. We had two people that were worried about episodes and so i did right. i did pull them down for them because i do respect those people but it was like yeah good like well this one that one one of the pre- people like she lives in a in a shithole country and if that shithole country <laughs> that sees that yeah um th- they will fire her yeah right. from her job she may even like not nothing was said in that episode but you know like 
my little stupid banal copy pasta joke yeah. can screw with her life and i'm like i'm not willing to screw with your life so let's yeah take it down. it's so interesting because like this is and when my first thing happened 2018 so that the straight white male one was 2018 then the abortion one was this past september 2021 and those got about the same amount of heat and what was so funny to me is um i had a friend him and his wife he's a very famous child actor and he's still acting, but not as famous and not as successful as he was as when he was a child. But he had become really good friends with me, had been on my podcast a couple of times. So anybody who wants to go back and figure out who that is, they can. It's not hard. Not a lot of child. <laughs> you'll, you'll, actors. you'll tell us. After not a lot. Yeah. Not a lot of child actors who were on my podcast. You can figure it out. But he he reached out to me in 2014 or 2015 and was like, I want to like basically like I want to be friends. I love the fucking fact that you go for the jugular. I love that you you say what you want. I love all this sort of badass comedian energy that you put out there. And I wish I could do that. And then right. we became he came on the podcast and we became friends and we would go to dinner together as couples. And we would go. We went over their house to watch Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor. And like we this was like a couple friends of ours. And then when that thing happened, it was like he couldn't distance himself fast enough and far enough uh. and it was like he's trying to make a comeback in his career and it's like dude you sought me out like i yeah. haven't changed nothing has changed about the way i do comedy or any of this but now you're afraid that your friendship with me is going to somehow hurt your career which by the way uh you shouldn't give me that much credit like i don't right. think my <laughs> friendship with anybody can affect their lives at all but he was so terrified that he literally just like um, cut ties, stop talking to us, and then like proceeded to sort of like whitewash his whole social media for the next year with like super woke shit, just to make sure everybody knows that he's like on the right team. And it's so gross. It's like so cowardly, especially for someone like that, where it's like, bro, you made all your money in the nineties. You're, you're good. You can live out the rest of your life and not work. And you're so fucking afraid to be told that you're out that you will just compromise everything about who you are as a person and pretend that we didn't make the same fucked up jokes to each other and you weren't laughing right. hysterically at the shit that I would tweet or say. Like, he used to send me my own tweets back and be like, dude, this is awesome. And there are a lot of famous people who used to do that and who still do it, who would never do it publicly. Now, I'm not going to throw them under the bus and condemn them because right. everyone's free to make that choice. But like, right. am I going to want to spend my free time with those people or invest in those people? Absolutely not. Right. Well, that's what's, that was what was so amazing about all of this was I have done comedy. I've done some improv stuff, but all of the different labels I got without anyone asking me anything has been so hilarious to me. Random YouTuber incel um <laughs> sexist uh and the worst com one comedian, comedian. <laughs> which is so funny to, because like you know in my mind i'm like yeah i do i i, I like to think i'm funny i do the part of this show is i want to laugh i want to make yeah. people laugh but yeah, i'm not yeah. i don't i don't do stand-up comedy i've been afraid of it honestly i used to write jokes for people to do stand-up comedy which I think there's oh, some you're, freaking bangers oh, out there. Oh, you're stuck now, buddy, because you is you got to capitalize on this shit somehow. Yeah, yeah. man, I got to do a tight I five, agree. dude. I've got it. I've got. I've got to do it now. We'll get. We'll uh, get you tight five ready, dude. Listen, Kumi, <laughs> Kumi has only been doing stand up for like a year. A lot of people don't even know he does stand up, but he's been doing it for like a year. 
-hmm. And anybody who can talk like this and be funny can be a stand. I am not one of those standups who goes, it's so hard. It's fucking, I've seen, there, (laughs) there are people that are naturally funny. My friend Vito Jeswaldi, who's another internet controversial guy who is good at pissing off both sides is like, he's done some standup, but he's not really known for that. He's known for like podcasting and YouTube and stuff. He was one, he, if you remember when the Dave Chappelle protest happened, and two comedians went down there and were counter protesting the trans outside Netflix. Vito was the fat one whose sign they took and broke and tried to fight oh, him. Shoot. Yes. Oh, so, gotcha. But, but we, Vito and I, this is how funny Vito and I went to a funeral together for a mutual friend a couple of weeks ago. And Vito was the funniest guy in the room. And I walked out of the place and I was like, Vito, you have to do stand up comedy. Like, right. I, and he's like, I have, but I, you know, I kind of haven't really been doing it. I was like, dude, there are people who are just naturally funny who it's like they you if you do it you'll probably be better at it faster than somebody who has dedicated 10 years to it who just isn't naturally funny so there there are plenty listen there are plenty of people out there i promise that are way less funny than you who are doing (laughs) stand-up and have been doing it for a long time so i am never going to tell you you can't most compliment no it's funny my our friend brad uh, taught improv and did stand up and he's like you know i consider you a comedian he said this in the last episode and i'm like I guess, but what was funny, the reason I haven't done it is I grew up in the the church culture. I am I am Christian, but I'm also an edgy I'm like edgy Christian. I let me yeah. look at these. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I you know, I mean like I'm I don't look like what you would assume. But uh my brother was doing stand up. He's since stopped. Uh but I was like, I would love to do this, but all the places he was doing it was in uh churches. Yeah. And I was like, it wouldn't work, dude, because I'm going to start making like I, I remember he was like, why wouldn't it work? Why wouldn't it work? And I was like, well, the first joke that I thought of is uh, at that time was about how, you know, having kids is like um, growing a retarded person until they're not <laughs> retarded anymore. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not going to go well in the church. A great premise. Yeah. <laughs> I I thought so. Uh, it's so but I have friends who are trying it and they're like, uh my my friend uh dame so i'll tell you after we log off it's similar to it's similar to my new opener but i'll tell you about it oh really log. yeah because i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to spoil it for anyone who sees this that's coming to see us in orlando but <laughs> by the way i live in tampa so if you can get me a ticket I'll you be could, there, dude brother. you gotta come we'll get you a pass we'll just have you dude, come hang out I, I would i would love that um yeah. but no i i and so it's my friend dame is trying to is doing comedy he's starting to do open mics and i i i was like this is great because there are jokes I can't make because I'm the whitest person you'll ever meet. Like, and so I, I had this whole, this whole joke set up where the, but it, <laughs> I can't, I can't explain it because I need him to do it and I don't want it to be known that it was mine. Yeah. Right, well, I, I don't, I don't want it to be known that I wrote this and gave uh, it to Oh, him. if he's doing it, I see. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but it's, I, I, I keep sending him these premises and he's like, dude, why aren't you doing stand up? And I'm like, dude, everything I send you is jokes I can't tell because I'm not black. Yeah. <laughs> well, some of us on this podcast never got that memo. <laughs> well, but no, that's a, no, <clears throat> because the you way know I, we'll have the, you know, we'll have the least problem with that kind of material. And I can say this from firsthand experience black people black people love like i started in all black comedy clubs uh and like bars that were predominantly in black suburbs of minneapolis which i know people are like is that even a thing uh but yeah there are like black neighborhoods i lived in one called brooklyn park and another one called crystal 
and another one called Coon Rapids, which is really an appropriate name for a black suburb of Minneapolis. Right. Uh, well, Jesus Christ, man. So, um, and my, uh, my good buddy who was my, uh, roadmate for the first like year I did the road, a comic named Kevin Kraft, black comic. I used to go on the road with guys like Chris Shaw and BT and, um, uh, a comic named Germando Jones out of North Carolina. So like when I came up, it was all around black comedians and in a lot of right. rooms where the audiences were mostly black and black people never clutched their pearls at any cool. racial jokes I ever did. It was only when I came to LA and started doing like white comedy clubs that people had a problem with it. Right. Right. And, and when, when I say that these jokes are for him, it's because it's, it's not because I'm afraid to make the joke because they're because I'm not black. It's because I've written the joke so that it's funny for a black man to say. Yeah, mm. you can do that, sense. too. You can do that, too. <laughs> I don't think the I don't think the specific I'll, I'll tell you what it is. I'll find the, the messages that I was I was working okay. on with him later. But so it was kind I, of this is kind of coming from like an audience member perspective because I'm not a comic at all. I'm just a person who values it quite highly as an art form. I do believe it's an art form. So uh, isn't the sort of like heart of comedy that it's supposed to be something that is off the beaten track of what's appropriate. Yeah. It's not, you're, you're intentionally hitting what is not appropriate. So if you're so, avoiding the inappropriate, how no. are you doing comedy? Well, there's yeah. a lot of, there's no right or wrong way to do stand up. Like I'm not yeah. a guy who portends like there is only one way. There's a lot. It's like mixed martial arts. There's a lot of different ways to do it. Right. Um, that is one way. Like I try to, I try to take things like that. There's two. If you were to say, what are my two major disciplines? Like when you look at fighting, there's guys that are like, I'm a jujitsu striker, or I'm a wrestler striker, or I'm a, <laughs> or I'm just jujitsu at wrestling. My thing is misdirection and absurdity. So I right. like to say things that uh, are only offensive if the audience thinks it. Kind of like we were talking about at the time. Right. And then I also love to take things super absurd, like. Uh, a bit that I have where I go, I wouldn't have uh, black people as slaves. I would have gay guys because the job description fits them better. And, you know, like stand out in the sunshine all day, chained up to hot, other, you know, a bunch of other hot, sweaty, naked dudes. And all you have to do is pick out <laughs> and all your job description is to pick out fabric. And if you do a good job, there's some rape in it for you. And if you do a bad job, there's more rape in it for you. So it's like this whole thing that's like, it's absurd. It's insane. And I'm just, I'm flying right. through it and just paraphrasing, but but yeah, the concept is like for you to be offended at that, you'd have to believe I have a plantation somewhere loaded to the brim with homosexuals doing manual labor for me. <laughs> and it's like well, you, you'd have to be ridiculous to think that this, this is this was um, one of them I can I could use. Um, but the other one, it's like it's dependent on how he looks as a person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I, okay. I, I, I couldn't pull it off. It's not. Oh, <clears throat> I'm not. So they black. have to look like real racist caricature blacks. No, I'm <laughs> <totally> <laughs> kidding. <Well>, <clears throat> no, it's it's just that I wrote the joke specifically for him because I started it and I was like, okay, so this is a good joke. This would kill, but it's nine times funnier if he says it than when if I say it. So I'm going to give it to him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's there, like, are, there are those ones. And that's the thing about having like a network of comic friends is sometimes I'll write something and it's not in my voice. And right. I'm like, oh, this would be great if my buddy Carl did it. Like we we yeah. both wrote, we wrote a joke the other day where we were just <laughs> dying. We were dying to each other. And he goes, you know, that's like an old Paul Mooney joke, like the, that concept or that that joke. And then he can do an incredible Paul Mooney impression. So he literally just did the bit 
as Paul Mooney. And I was like, oh my God, please do that on stage as Paul Mooney. And he was like, I'll get, <laughs> he's like, I'll get murdered. <laughs> but, but yeah, not that's... by black people. Yeah, no, by white people. They'll do, they're people. like, we're doing this for you, the blacks. And they're like, we thought it was funny. So, <laughs> But no, that's, and that's what's funny is like Jessica, I had a tweet that I sent to her before I did it because she refused to do it. Cause I said, Hey, this is a joke. A woman needs to tell. I can't tell this one. This is, this is one you need to tell. And she wouldn't tell the joke. And I was like, damn it. I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> you were talking about me and I lost audio. So I don't know what you said. So I hope you no, got whatever it was in. And it was like, it was fine. Awful. Right. <laughs> no, I just, I was I, telling I just people the exact dimensions of your genitalia. Is that a problem for the show? Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, some people out there think we're married. So yeah, schematics. I was like, how did you throw that up in a, there's a, well, her, husband's a her, her husband's a scientist. So, oh, well. so he would. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I was telling him about the time. Does he, use, I had does he just test the pH before you guys have sex every time? Like a pool, like a pool man where he's just like blows on it. He's like, oh, this is off. Like, we got to drink something. Right, right. Yeah. No. no, thankfully not. No, he doesn't seem to be that picky about it. So. <laughs> yeah, he's but like, man. but, the, you know, like as a comic, you can't help the things that fascinate you. Like the concept that right. like. What really fascinates me about slavery is how much we weren't told as children and how much most people don't know about it. Like the fact like when I if when I do a special at the end of the year, which is something I'm I'm trying to ramp up to, uh, I have this closing number that is literally about the idea that, um, you know, that the largest plantation in South Carolina during the Civil War leading up to the Civil War was actually owned by a black plantation owner and he inherited it from the white owner. Um, who was, you know, uh, allegedly was his bastard son. He was the bastard son of this white guy. And uh, but he left it to uh, the slave as well as gave him his freedom. And imagine like being a slave on that day and thinking everything is over. And then you find out that not only are you now not free, but the new black boss is way worse than the old white <laughs> boss was. And that's that's like a hilarious premise to me i was like what kind of willy wonka oompa loompa song do you have to present to the slaves to like not have an overthrow you know what i mean yeah so it's just these silly things to me but like people don't yeah. know that the guy's name was william uh henry ellison and there were actually quite a few black slave owners in the south that yeah. heavily funded the civil war so like i didn't read that and go oh good it was fine i re i read that and went <laughs> Why don't they tell that us about it? me? Yeah, that I, was, me. I wasn't Slavery's like, fine. so it was OK. No, it wasn't that <laughs> at all. But it was just like, boy, there must have been more to this than what we realized. And then you start to investigate and you go, oh, uh, the three fifths compromise actually gave a lot of voting power and political power to the South because right. slaves started counting as votes. And so, of course, the North, who was so-called anti-slavery, um, had, had two objectives in wanting to ban it. It wasn't because the North was better people. It was because no. the North said, we don't want to lose political power with the voting power of slaves. <laughs> and there were British nationalists in the North who wanted to put America and the colonies back into debt with the Bank of England. And they knew without slavery, our, our economic system would collapse. And so as much as we love to look at this and have this romantic thing of like the bad people in the South wanted slavery and the good people in the North didn't want it cause it was wrong. And then they won and then good guys win. Right. And now we're a better country. It's like, no, no, no. They actually had evil shit. They were trying to do right. as well. And that was why even black people in the South who also owned plantations 
were giving their money and sending their sons to fight against the North because it was about it was about rebalancing the distribution of political power in America, not about freeing people. And mm -hmm. so, you know, it's like, but if you talk about this stuff, people go, oh, gosh, you fucking pro-slavery white supremacist, obviously. So it's, yeah. it's really interesting because I grew up in Georgia. So the way that I was taught the Civil War was actually quite different, apparently, from the way the rest of the country was taught the Civil yeah. War. I heard about the War of Northern Aggression. A lot of kids who grew up in different states didn't necessarily hear that. I grew I up in Alabama and I, I yeah. learned about the Civil War. Right. It took me until right. after I, I left high school to start having the real conversations about the, the nuance and the, the, the reality of the war. Maybe, I mean, it's wild. Maybe I just had a really based history teacher. But um, one thing I wanted to ask you guys, because I remember being taught in school, and I want to see if you do too. I was taught that Eli Whitney, <clears throat> the inventor of the, of the cotton gin, yes. was black. Do you remember being taught that? You were I taught that he was black? I was taught that he was black. I even I, I even vaguely have kind of a memory of a picture in a textbook. He's not black. The man no. is not black. You can look up Eli Whitney on Google right now. He's pretty, pretty lily white, that guy. Yeah, and, and, and I, William Ellison was a gin maker. So I don't know, you know, obviously it wasn't Eli Whitney who he, you know, basically apprenticed under as a gin maker, but um, uh, William Ellison, I can't remember what William Henry Ellison's father was. William Ellison. Um, yeah, his father was, um, I'm trying to see, but yeah, he was, he was, a uh, a cotton gin maker and blacksmith of, of South Carolina or whatever. And so part of the reason he sort of inherited the plantation was because he had the most knowledge on gin making and, and mass mm -hmm. production and that type of thing. And, and had actually wanted to kind of pivot his plantation into being more of an industrious uh, gin manufacturing right. facility. So he was like, I'm going to need more slaves and right. y'all are fucking up my business. Right. So it was weird <laughs> how, and by the way, you know, that's absurd, right? The idea that somebody would need more slaves to create new inventions. It's not like we're all holding smartphones in our hands that are the product of that today, fucking 400 years later. Right. Like, oh, you guys want the new M2 chips? Going to take more slavery. Asia? And they're like, no, we're on it. We got all of them. We put Don't up ask too many questions about where cobalt comes from or where the rare earth elements that go into your phone come from. You don't want to know. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. You, you, know, di you know, diamond mines, uh, uh, lithium mines, you know, everyone's like, we don't, wanna, we don't want oil in America because it's, it's damaging the land of Native Americans. Meanwhile, the guys who are mining lithium ion batteries in Africa are like... You know, they're not living great lifestyles, if you will. Uh, so be before I forget, someone has asked me to ask you about the plane crash. Oh, line. yeah, this is this is a troll question. The reference, the plane crash question is a reference to a story that I told on a podcast uh, on, on Nobody Likes Onions like 10 years ago. And they always try to bring this up like it's some massive conspiracy of something that I lied about. Uh, okay. But it was it's based on a it was based on an argument I had with the host of that show like 12 years ago about gear up landings. So, you know, if you know anything about this host, he's a very know it all guy about everything. And we were arguing on a plane about gear up landings. And he was like, the only way you would know more about this than me is if you were in one. And I go, good. Then I was in one. <laughs> right, and then because i had actually witnessed one i was at a uh airport in philadelphia when they had to do like a winter the gear landing froze and they had to do a gear up landing and we were arguing about 
how they foam the runway and how they do it. And he was like, the only way you would know more than me about this is if you were in one. And I was like, cool. Then I was in one. And he's like, really? And yeah, yeah. And then, and then that elevated into this whole thing of like, everything you say is a lie. Remember the plane crash story? And I was like, the (laughs) argument, the fucking shitty argument we had on a plane in front of your droopy faced girlfriend. (laughs) And then so everybody tries to make it out like this is some big elaborate hoax. Like, like they talk about this story like it was a Steve Ranazizi 9-11. Like I went on Howard Stern and was like, I was in the towers on the day. (laughs) It's nothing like that at all. It was literally like a dumb bickering argument you have with your friend and then he tried to play it like it was this huge betrayal of trust between us and it was and he also piggybacked it on this other thing about like he had just assumed that the reason i didn't drink was because i was a recovering addict and it i was like no it's because everyone in my family has had problems with drug and alcohol addiction and so i just Uh didn't and so when people go uh they go oh are you is it because of addiction and it's like well kind of not mine but everyone around me you know what i mean so uh but yeah it's like it's one of those things where when you have a falling out with a friend they try to go back and do inventory of every way that you've wronged them and he got real liberal with it of like everything you ever (laughs) said and then they also then they also did this thing where everything I said to be funny on the show was like a real thing that I meant and felt. So like we did this bit one time where he was talking about, do you think you're born or choose to be gay? And I basically jumped into character being a hardline guy. Like it's a fucking choice. You got to want to suck that dick. Right. And uh, cause Jesus don't like it. It ain't natural. It's right. (laughs) I was like, I was literally playing a character and then there's still people who were old fans of that podcast will come out and be like, he thinks homosexuality is a choice. <laughs> that's the other thing about comedy like you're intentionally saying something that you do not mean in order yeah. to make somebody laugh laugh and if you meant it and it was serious it wouldn't have the same impact can, like you're well, kind of playing yeah, that, with truth on purpose and we used can, to do that on nobody likes onions all the time where like one of us would play the straight man and the other one would say absurd shit yeah uh you know and and it was like so the idea the idea that the fans would then try to be like remember all the times you said this stuff and meant it it's like that's fuck you're being gay and I, I do mean I, that. Yeah. <laughs> Derog- a derogatory. Yeah. yeah. And they're choosing. It. They're you're right. choosing to be. Gay. Yeah, they're cherry picking. Right. Yeah, and it's a choice. And you fully <laughs> look at me in the eyes and record this on your screen capture. Being gay is a choice, and it's a choice that God does not like. <laughs> so, so I I have one thing that I want to ask of you is uh, uh, could you stop calling them trolls though? Because this is like weak ass stuff. Like I, I, I consider myself a troll and I don't, I don't want these people thinking that they're doing a good job. <laughs> yeah, oh, you don't really... want them to have the honors of being yeah, right. My, my, troll, right? Uh, we, we'll call them detractors, right? Cause they're really not clever. Like the, the, uh, the constant ones that I get, and they're all from the world of podcasting. So like either fans of podcasts I used to be on or rival podcasts of those podcasts. Ah. But the ones they always hit me with is like plane crash and then Uber driver. Cause I used to drive Uber. Yeah, and, I, saw, uh, I saw that in the chat. That's a bit. Like, people go, you're just an Uber driver. I go, that's funny. I used to work at McDonald's. Nobody ever brings that up. Like, that's worse. If, <laughs> if I worked at McDonald's rival, in high school. If you have a rival podcast, you're focusing too hard on somebody else and not enough on your own podcast. Listen, that's what I say all the time of like, dude, you know, like I don't I don't spend any amount of time on my podcast talking about what other fucking comedians are doing unless they're the yeah. guest. But I, yeah. I it, there's to, and that was one of the big falling outs I had with 
the old NLO show was that like it became a show talking about other shows and other comics. And I was like, dude, I don't want to yeah. do this. Like, yeah. I don't. I want to make funny shit that's mine. I don't want to just sit and do commentary on other comedians. And now that's a whole yeah. genre of podcasting now, which is just podcasts that do commentary on other podcasts. I mean, is there anything more fucking talentless and lame than that on the internet of like, we're going to fire up our podcast and review these other podcasts and talk about these right. other podcasts. And ew, dude, that would, that would literally listen. This is what this is. That would be like you being like, I make, I do commentary on porno. I, and I do it live. I go to the <laughs> set of a porno and I I do color commentary Wait, while I watch another man fuck a woman in front of me. I don't join in. I just watch him fuck and I tell you if it's good or not. I don't, I mean, don't be so quick to throw that idea out. I don't know that it's trash. I think that that could be an interesting concept. We just started it right here. We're going to do pornographic commentary on the the three of us. Censored.tv. And yeah. you have it's to do it. Show. You have to do it in that really low kind of we'll, golf voice, we'll, where you're we'll like, "We'll call the show the ins and outs." <laughs> very good, very good. Yeah, the you ins and to, outs of filmmaking. There has to be some kind of score uglies. system, yeah, where yeah, you're they, either qualifying. There has to be standards. That's all. I do. I do like your pro, your proposal that we do it like golf, where we're like, "Ooh, interesting approach." He's going right. with the three wedge for Ooh, this one. That's you a know, I've one. never he thought about putting. Wood. Never thought about. <laughs> Yeah. Normally you use a wedge on this. He went with the wood. Interesting approach. Just saying, don't be so quick to throw the idea out. Yeah. There's something there. <laughs> you know, last time he was on this say... holy shot of birdie. <laughs> I do think it's safe to say that my mother is no longer listening. Yeah, mom tuned out. <laughs> Your mom and the FBI have both stopped listening at this point. But you know, you know I, I am part of the FBI now. Did we talk about that on the show or was that before? No, no, you did. Yeah, before. yeah. You're, okay. you're right. Yeah, You're, you, you glow are. in the dark, Cam, and the only way to tell is to hit you with our cars. Right. I mean, that's the only way. No, it, it. there is a um, you talking about reviewing other comedians, which is a bizarre freaking thing to do. But it's like YouTube. They have whole channels that are just react. And I'm not talking about the react brothers or whatever. I mean, just. All they do is crap on other YouTube. Oh, people. yeah. There's a bunch of them out there. Real big. There's some real big ones, too, where like right. the host of these shows make. Listen, there's guys out there that do these kinds of shows that make way more money than me. And I'm not envious yeah. of that at all. Like, I also know there are gay porn stars who have way more money than me. <laughs> I'm totally fine not being rich, not doing things I don't want to do. Like, right. it's pretty. It's a but pretty. They don't have their father's about, love. Yeah, it's just like, you know, it's by all means, if that's the way you want to make it, everyone in the world's going to fucking hate you. But, you know, that's, and, you know, and and there are some of them out there that have pissed people off so much that now they're getting private investigators and finding out where they live. And like, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying it won't surprise me if people who do those kinds of shows start encountering real life violence and problems because yeah. they're they're some of them take it too far where they like they dox people's family members or they yeah. share private information and they think that's all like ultimate trolling and i'm like okay man but like when you get the ten thousand dollar bill from your dentist because somebody removed all the teeth from your head just remember how funny you thought it was when you put right. somebody's fucking wife's school that she works at up on the goddamn internet right well and it's it's so funny the the opposite of that is i know a guy on twitter who doxed himself he said i'm going to be honest with you about who i am on my podcast here's my name this is who i am 
uh, I've decided to finally come clean, which yeah. I've never had to do because I've always just been me. And then months later, yeah, we're I dumb. We definitely should have picked stage <laughs> names, right? I definitely should have picked a stage name early on. I have a, my two middle names, James Valentine, would have actually been a phenomenal stage name, and I just didn't ever think <laughs> to just be Jimmy Valentine because uh, it does sound like an '80s or '90s comic, right. doesn't it? Like, oh, Hopefully fucking, yeah, yo, you, you ever seen these fucking broads out there with the Uggs? <laughs> See, Jimmy Valentine is the guy who does the commentary on the pornography. That's there we go. The That's the yeah. character. Yeah, the ins and outs with Jimmy Valentine. By the but way, have, if you've ever read comments on pornography, it's really gross. It's a guy like, it's like, oh man, what a weird dick this guy has. Like, who would put that in their mouth? Ew. And it's like another dude. And he's like, oh, look at that corkscrew dick. She should be sucking on mine. And I'm like, did you really type that in to a ladies only fans, you sick bastard? He's got opinions. He's got to get but, them out. And then I'm what, in there like, what are you doing? Why are you even commenting on this? And I go, oh, no, I'm doing it, too. It's worse. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't want to talk to other men while I'm watching porn. No, I don't even want to know other men exist. <laughs> I it takes everything in my power to believe that that big beautiful black cock is mine. I can't read comments; it'll pull me out of the illusion. I was having a conversation with someone not that long ago, and uh, they were like, "They were." It was a girl, and she was like, "Why do guys watch porn?" And it's like it doesn't matter the penis that is in the porn. I can pretend it is mine. Yes. Yeah, isn't it That's... funny that like, <laughs> meanwhile, we we'll, prefer we'll, to pretend it's yours. <laughs> we'll go to a Marvel movie and we'll be like, that CGI is not that believable. And we'll critique it. Meanwhile, we're looking at a completely different colored penis <laughs> in a porno. We're like, That's me, baby. That's all me. That's all. I, I got to write that down. That's a great premise. <laughs> but the idea well, that we'll so... literally look at a completely different colored dick and have no problem with believing that. But we'll get there. We'll be like, oh, the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park 2 were better than the dinosaurs in yeah. Jurassic Park 3. It's like I can, I can tell that Thor is flying, but that Palomino dick doesn't remind me of myself. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that, that thing that's 14 inches longer than me. I, I could I could put myself. I can I could suspend disbelief to enjoy I myself, mean... but. I mean, you know, sure, it looks like it's undergone an acid attack, but that's God, mine. Yeah, God forbid Mjolnir <laughs> has more cracks in the new movie than it had in Endgame, right? Like that. Oh, do they not even pay attention? <laughs> but what, what was funny though is this guy doxed himself. Like he was like, "I'm letting you know who I really am." And two months later, not two months later, he pissed off the wrong woman, and she actually doxed him. Oh no. And it well, wasn't his actual last name. It wasn't the, all these different things. And I'm sitting there, everyone's pissed off that this woman doxed him. And I'm just sitting there laughing, like, you lying sack of shit. Yeah. Where he's like, <laughs> you, I'll come clean and I'll say who I am. You stupid asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. The lengths people will go to try to like <laughs> fuck with your life on the internet. I've had what was funny is after the abortion one in September. There was a bunch of people circulating. This is and this is actual defamation, and, and we're pursuing this legally with some people. Mm. Um, but uh, there's like a sex offender whose name is like mine, but not spelled the same in Texas, and people were circulating his arrest records and pretending they were mine. And people were like, "Why aren't you sending these into Twitter?" And I was like, "Well, I'm just going to wait until a really rich, dumb celebrity does it, and then I will sue them for defamation." for trying to say that I'm a sex offender and the person is a completely different name with a completely different mugshot, completely different middle name. The spelling isn't even the same. And so, uh, yeah, eventually that happened. 
<laughs> and I was like, cool, let me just send this to my attorney and go, is there anything we can do about this? <laughs> Good for so you. it's just, yeah. it's just crazy that like people will take it that far and, and they're just, just so dumb. They don't do their due diligence. They don't think that they can get sued. I mean, we just saw this with the Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing. Like, yeah, she just thought like, there's no way that in today's society, they're going to, they're going to find a woman you know, guilty in, in a domestic violence situation. And they're like, nah, bitch, like that's what trials are for. Yeah. Can I just tell you, he is an artist when he writes an email. Did you hear that email? Johnny yeah. Depp? Yeah. Uh, yeah. About the, the, the overused flappy fish market. Oh yeah. Art. Quite, Phenomenal. Quite the alliteration of the man. He's a storyteller. <laughs> he I mean, smiled you... as they read it to him and they asked him, does that sound right? And he was like, yeah, you got it. Yeah, it's it's so <laughs> it was so great. And uh, yeah, it's just you, you have to revel. I mean, he became we've really men have had a real good month, right? Because we had Johnny Depp. <laughs> we had we're coming back, right? We had a real rocky fucking Balboa we're doing this shit. Third act month <laughs> yeah. of, of May and June because we had Johnny. And then we also had Travis Kelsey who came out and his girlfriend was like, yeah, this motherfucker made me pay for half of everything. And we're like, and he had millions of dollars. And women are like, how dare you? And men are like, this is the greatest man alive. <laughs> Where he was like, yeah, I'm a millionaire. And if you want to go to Turks and Caicos, you're paying half. <laughs> and not to mention, I made a stupid joke and changed the why. I, I want to hold the Washington Post under the water until it stops bubbling. That's my goal. That's all I want to see. <laughs> Oh, the, it's been a good the idea, the idea, it does have to make you feel powerful. The idea that you have literally like rearranged the culture of the Washington Post. So, so think about this way, Jeff Bezos, the second richest man on earth, third, if you count God, uh, <laughs> but the second richest man on earth is now responding to your joke in how his company is run. Like that should get you a little hard. Dude. The idea that you literally fucked Mr. Amazon Prime himself. You literally tweeted a joke that ruined his fucking week. Did, did, did I? Did you see the tweet about Bezos that I made? I don't know. No, I didn't see it. I had said, uh, you know, I know Jeff Bezos at this point has seen this tweet. He laughed in some weird robotic noise and then got distracted by how much he hates Elon Musk. Yes. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. And and that it is interesting to see that, like, you know, this is what bothers me about all this is like there are people that are so livid that a guy like Elon wants to buy Twitter and make it wide open and free speech. Right. And they go, uh -huh. billionaires shouldn't have the finger on on communications in America like that. And then nobody has a problem with Bezos owning The Washington Post. Right. And and completely and having like, connections to the CIA and absolutely like pushing leftist propaganda through his paper straight up lying about people like didn't they just in a way you bailed them out because wasn't there a controversy from like just a month ago with the washington post about a yeah. reporter who basically defamed someone and then she tried to make it about her and was like they're threatening my life and yep. it's like nah bitch you ruined this guy's life about something and you lied i don't remember what the story was well i mean i know that taylor lorenz uh, yes like that's right before this right. yep she had said she talked to a couple of YouTubers and she hadn't and she lied. And so there were a couple of different corrections that they made on their website. And, I, and that was what I was worried about because I'm I'm sitting here having this moment. Oh, which she, is was incredible. she was the libs okay. of TikTok chick who, do who literally docks this woman yeah, to right. try to get her fucking killed. Went like, to this, her house. Yeah, it's I mean, so funny to me. And then she was like, um, 
oh, you know, I can't believe people are trying to like threaten to hurt me as I'm a woman. And I was like, you just tried to get this woman murdered by releasing all of her personal right. information because you yeah. don't like her politics. It's the same thing with, you know, the other day there was a debate on my Twitter feed about Antifa being an idea and not a group. And I was like, are you so out of your mind? Stupid. Like if I click, if I li I go literally and I almost put a video to show, I typed in Google, how do I join Antifa? And popped up, <laughs> the very first thing that popped up was the Antifa website. It was like, we're getting a lot of new memberships, which is not great. And uh, <laughs> and then it was like, click here to join your local chapter. And I clicked it and it literally like sent me to another website. And it was just a list of right wing people and their personal information, you know, like a hit list. And I was yeah. like, yeah, that's not a group with an agenda at all. It was like, right. you know, be a real, it was like the old mafia. As uh, a list of everybody who opposes us politically and their home addresses and their their fucking family members and photos of their family members. Like, how is the government not all over that? I'll tell you how, because they're behind it. OK, so what's so funny is I, I did Tucker <laughs> right. and they're, they're, they asked me and I do think he, I think he may have cut me off early because they asked me if I wanted to talk about any other topics. And I gave them a yep. couple. He just <laughs> Cam just goes. Uh, I have a prepared list. I'd like to. They're like, no, no, no. Cut to commercial. Because, <laughs> well, it, because I went into anti-war. Because that's who I am. Like, I on the way to the freaking thing, I had a Palestinian driver, and so we were talking about like anti-war.com and stuff. And it was just this Dave Weigel dude is was pro Iraq war. So I was like, fuck that guy. And I went into that. And then it was like, uh, suddenly I was like, that was the shortest thing I've ever done in my entire life. I have sex longer than this. Oh, How is wow. this possible? Yeah. 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 It isn't but, that the worst when you drive all the way across town to do like a press thing. And they're like, you're in and out in five minutes. And you're like, well, that you guys couldn't give me a plate of something. Right. <laughs> like hang in a green room for a little bit or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, that's rough. And oh, by the way, that's what I think is funny is, uh, how much racism is rooted in the insult of me being an Uber driver? Because basically what people are saying is like, you know how low it is for a white man to drive other people around for cash? That is a job for minorities and 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 immigrants. How dare you? So I would never. It's like, why? Because you're uh, white? All right. That's, I guess that's one way to look at it. I actually had somebody get in my car one time when I was Uber driving. They go, wow, I didn't know there were redheaded Armenians, which I, as a comedian, <laughs> thought was hilarious. I was like, ah, that's hilarious. If you didn't respond, well, oh, well, the Young Turks killed most of us. Yeah, failed. yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I was one of the few. I got away because I was ginger. <laughs> yeah. No, God. It's okay. I, 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 I don't. I've never had like active people trying to make fun of the guest or try to get him to do something stupid it's this is wild and they're very bad at it and so here's my troll for you i'm not gonna say anything that you want me to say go yeah. fuck yourself yeah that's it's the best <laughs> that's the best way to go because i didn't know that that was a troll question but now i know what your names are yeah eat a dick yeah that's the way it's that's kind of how you got to do it now man <laughs> Oh man! So what was I talking about? The you said it was the CIA or it was the government that did something? I I had a point and I forgot. Oh what no! I no! I was saying it was talking about the Antifa list. Basically, how they have hit lists on the Antifa website of like here are oh. people and their addresses and here's right. what they do and here's why they're an enemy and here's where their daughter goes to school and here's her day to day route. It was like <laughs> it literally looked like a dossier of what you would give uh, John Cusack in Gross Point Blank. Be like, here's your next one. Wow. <laughs> so so I went on Tucker. What they don't know 
is that I do have my show, The Mad Ones, but I also do a lot with the propaganda report with Monica Perez. So I do news. Well, she's I do it with Brad now, but I do news and I try to break it up and find out where the 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 truth is, right? And um I'm like I'm sitting there and I'm like, if they find this out, they're never gonna have me on this freaking show, right? Yeah. Um, but it's it's first off, someone did call me a fed. Um, but I'm sitting there and Tucker's asking me questions and I'm like, how do I make my points without getting kicked off of the show immediately? And I couldn't even do that. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I didn't make it past the time I was supposed to. <laughs> I don't know. I think you did any, what anybody in your position could have been expected to do. You showed contempt for the mainstream media. And then you mentioned the evils of your own government. I mean, given 90 seconds on national television, you went for broke. Yeah, it's, it's tough when you're trying to cram a lot into a short amount of time. And you don't realize you don't realize both how long and how short 90 seconds is. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, right. Oh, man. Uh, I, I just keep forgetting the fucking point I was going to make. I'm just <laughs> somebody, I, somebody I'm tired, the, man. One of these guys in the chat was like, you suck. Uh, listen, I'll tell you, that may be true, but you'll never convince me of it. <laughs> good luck you suck it you might suck. be true but you'll never convince me of it right i'm you gonna suck, get another gonna beer be i will be you. i will be right back yeah <laughs> i this is so bizarre dude i'm enjoying the hell out of seeing these people right now trying to get me or you to say things yeah, well, it's so funny because they bring up things like I'd be ashamed of it. They're like, how are your jeans that we're selling a bunch of my girlfriend's old jeans on eBay? It's like, because we have no use for them. What's and people the... are like, what What kind of sick, sad motherfucker would sell his his girlfriend's old jeans? Like like it's me jingling a cup outside of a Starbucks. It's like, yeah, dude, we sell a lot of old shit. We also, we, it's like we sell a lot of new shit too. It's like if we have extra shit at our house that we don't need. We sell I, it like most people. You ever been to Facebook Marketplace? That's everybody selling their shit. <laughs> it's amazing. This is I. What did you do to these losers to make them do this? Oh God! I oh, know. I just want to shit on people, man. Succeed, succeed at some point in my career. That's really the answer. Like the thing when I told you about the NLO thing earlier. One of the things that kind of turned a lot of those fans against me was when I when I kind of put the foot down about the shitting on other comedians and podcasts i was like i don't want to do that and he was like uh, whatever so like what are you going to just go do your own thing and i go yeah man but like i have a feeling i'll end up being more successful than you <laughs> like i just that'll probably happen because nobody like this is not this is a dead-end street like being a guy who just shits on other guys is not that's not a thing that's nobody cares like oh you know who cares about that other losers and that's not ever been a good you know uh, a good uh group of consumers right and maybe, right. but it's just not, it's not the group I want either. Like I bet I can make a lot of money <laughs> with a vegan restaurant. I have no interest in running a vegan restaurant. Yeah. Right? So I have like, no, I have no interest in speaking to vegans. Right. So it's like, uh, they, and it was sort of like, I was like, Hey man, I'm going to go be more successful than you. And then I struggled for a while. And then I was like, I got my own TV show and it was a pretty good success. And we premiered to millions of people and and I got to do it for three seasons and I made okay money and got a lot of exposure and a lot of new fans and they hated that. They hated that. And then they and then they <laughs> hate that. I don't know. They just hate that people that that they like that like me that and they don't like me, I guess. I don't know, dude. I'm having a good conversation. And all I can tell you is audience. If you like trolling, all you need to do to see the most triggered 
people is just look at the live chat, man. They they are freaking out because they thought, oh, he doesn't know Denny that well. I can get him to do whatever I want. Of course. No, you yeah. can't. Well, they and they also they also think that like if anyone brings this stuff up that I'm just like what they're hoping for that's never gonna happen <laughs> is like where they bring something up and I go oh oh, oh god oh, 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 oh I, I did drive for Uber. I was totally oh. I, I would not like to I would not like to speak about that if we could just like <laughs> if we could just cut the episode off and like I, I don't want to I don't want to like I can't I, it's it's I really this isn't the time or like I don't give a fuck about any of it like the only reason. <laughs> The only reason you know about things to troll me about is because I tell the truth about everything I've ever dealt with in my life and I well, don't give a shit. Well, and Are they shitting on you me. for being an Uber driver right now? <laughs> yeah. Is that what's happening? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I had to I had to go get I had to pee and I had to get another beer, so I didn't I'm just now catching up. But I've also but Uber I've also, drivers. I've also been a director of operations for a publicly traded company. Like I've had I've had high highs and low lows like everybody else in life. I'm a normal dude. <laughs> Hey, Dude. Uber drivers have saved my bacon at least a couple of times. There is no shame in being an Uber driver. And I don't know what kind of like dripping <laughs> with, uh, with elitism asshole you have to be to shit on Uber drivers. These, these, like, yeah. on you. The, the, these the thing people. I love is that these guys go like, uh, what are you, some Uber driver? You fucking loser. I own my own agricultural computer mapping organization. I go, okay. Like, well, okay. I think that's You're a dick, gay. though. Yeah, I think so, that's gay. I think that's a, yeah. you know. For, for, for one thing. Derogatory as in fucks men. <laughs> right. <laughs> so for, for one thing, um, this is, this is, we've turned the troll on them and they are freaking out in the chat. And I'm so thrilled about that. This is, this is entertainment. You're entertaining me. And they thought, these, these people thought, first off, they're obsessed with you. How great is that? Yeah. Because you don't even have their apathy. You have their obsession to the point where they're on a, you're on a show with a, a, I think at this point still less than a thousand subscribers, but they're here. Of course, because, yeah, they, because they are my you live rent free in their dumb heads. Oh yeah, and I think that that's absolutely beautiful. And I am I'm getting so much out of this. Look at these nerds. This guy called us the fat. Oh <laughs> shit, wrong one. I'm sorry. No, no, it's, it's me. Your spy report from New Jersey. Yeah. So so it's oh, no. It's yeah. That's. I mean, that's never been said before. Um, I think it's funny. No, good for you. Yeah. Also, I love when they go 18 people watching. You're one Ooh. of them, you fucking dildo. <laughs> so that's the way you don't understand. Because you're mad, it's funny. It's funnier. The madder you get, the funnier you make it. Yeah, and it's oh, also like no. this guy. He goes, it's me, your spy report from Jersey. Yeah, they came out to a show that we did that nobody came out to. There were like two people at the show and like a handful of my friends that came to the show guess what that's what being a comedian is yep. like yeah sometimes you show up at a venue and you go uh they go yeah we're gonna sell tickets and then they don't and then you still got to do your time i still got paid and and then what was funny what's a funny side story about that is uh it was passover week and i invited a bunch of people from new york like fans and stuff from new york and they're like yeah man it's like passover we're not it's all family shit this weekend. We're not going to shows. And then I asked the booker of the venue, I go, is this like a Jewish neighborhood? He's like, I don't know. It's like 92%. <laughs> I was like, of course nobody's coming out to comedy here, right? Like, same, same thing. If you do comedy in a on a religious holiday weekend, Memorial Day, 4th of July, like every comedian has done those shitty gigs. Like I did Mall of yeah. America on Memorial Day weekend, and those shows were like, um, like 50 people, 60 people on average in a room that holds 300. We still had a great time. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't affect, I, I do not, 
care about that at all because the way I look at it is I'll make fans one at a fucking time if I have to. If I have to go to yeah. a show and perform for two people, I'm going to make those two people fans of me. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. And... Wait, pause, pause. Someone just said there were two spies at that show. Yes, You're there were. Just... Yes, there were. There were, there were spies two... at yes, a comedy show. They're fans gonna... of another podcast that don't like me. <laughs> what? Oh, then... don't name the podcast. Yeah, it's in the, the chat. They're saying the no, name. No, who would do oh, that? I, I have, I have no idea. The job would do that. <laughs> Yeah. If they're saying it in the chat, I've never heard of whatever it is because it's not clicking for me. Yeah. So, this but is... uh, but anyway, um, they're <laughs> like, they 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 were like, we fucking went and we recorded your performance for two people. It was like, yeah, it's who cares? <laughs> it's fine. And also, and also, by the way, <laughs> these guys, the name of the podcast, these now. guys, like yeah, I'm gonna Google like, it. Yeah, they're. Trying oh, you to need to know. No, you I need don't to. Care. Yeah. I don't even listen to our podcast after we get done recording it. So I'm not it's really going to listen to yours. I don't even like to listen to mine to edit it, to put right. it out. Um, I don't think we do. I think we just hit send. Like whatever yeah. happens, happens, you know. But it's, you know, it is it is a weird thing to be so obsessed over somebody that you claim to not like. Yeah. And, and the let thing, me, let me sit here. For, the thing that's right, funny what? about this is when these guys talk about being, um, being like trolls or being like spies it's like they're all like these cowardly timothy chalamet looking autistic <laughs> fags <laughs> and it's like what if they come out to these things in person like they they can't make eye contact with you they can't look at you they'll like try to yell some shit from the other side of the room they're all cowards they're all total oh, cowards man. and what's funny is like guys like me or the other the other comics they troll like they hate the guys that I'm friends with, like uh, the compound media guys, the sensor TV guys, and uh, they'll like go to events and troll. It's like, yeah, one of these days you're going to get a foot right through your jaw and you're going to go like, oh, so, oh, so comedy's free speech isn't OK. That's what they always love to do. And it's like, yeah, but showing up and trying to get your ass kicked might work for you someday. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, like I, I might not, not want to go to prison, but one of my crazy fucking ex-convict friends might not give a fuck. And you got to worry about that guy being at the show. The problem is the internet turned the world into a place where a lot of people who should have gotten a punch in the jaw didn't. Yeah. And we would all benefit, <laughs> I think, from more punches in the jaw getting thrown around. Listen, I got I got beat up a lot as a kid when I would talk shit to bullies and stuff. And, it and I learned, learned that, like, yeah, <laughs> I just learned like, hey man, if you don't feel like getting punched in the face, but there were also times where I was like, this is worth the punch in the face. I'll do it. Right. You pay the piper, and sometimes it's worth it. But you know what the risks are, yeah, and you go so into it with open eyes. Some, some people need to know that like, you might get punched in the fucking mouth, and you might be in a neighborhood where when the police come out, they're not going to give a shit. They're going to go, oh, no. you came here to get punched in the mouth, and then that happened? Go home, fuckface. Yeah. I think you got to know, every time you pop off at the mouth, you do run the risk of getting punched in the face. That is the law of the land. Of all course. this shit where like there is only one law at all it's the law of the jungle it's the only not law no matter what else human beings dress up as that is the only law so if you talk shit expect to get it back that's did all i can say did the mic pick up that fart i hope not I, i've been holding it for a while <laughs> dude i, didn't I had i did part. i did not know to expect this and this is this is great i mean yeah. you said prepare for the trolls but i didn't realize they would be the shittiest trolls of all time yeah they're not even good ones like come up with new ones all the stuff that they bring up is from like years ago like the other <laughs> one that goes like oh remember your go fund me that you did because you got fired from your job yeah i remember that 
I wasn't even looking. I didn't understand that these people weren't just like fans. So right. you're, if you're here because you hate this guy, you're 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 his fan. You love him. Thank it's you for adding hilarious. to our watch hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it does help you. So I'm not it doesn't it really like I'm so used to it by now that I just don't doesn't matter to me that's so wild i know i love this this is this is this is great and it's like because... four it's like four dudes like i love it they're like we're destroyed <laughs> it's four dudes <laughs> you guys are they four have... dudes the, i wonder the if only... they have a club and they like get together on discord and they talk about how much oh yeah yeah oh yeah i had a dis i had a fan <laughs> set up a discord for me like uh, two months ago and they all flooded in and i literally was like you guys can shit on me all you want or shit on my friends that are comedians all you want like i don't care that's fine. I go, here's two things that you can't do or I'll boot you from the discord. If you bring up my family or put any information in here about my family, mm. you're going to get booted. And if you do that with any of the other comics, family members or anything like that, you're going to get booted. And they all talked all their shit. And I jumped in. If they had funny shit, I laughed at it. It's like, I'm a good yeah. sport about that stuff. But then they couldn't help themselves because they have to get banned. So then they started putting shit in about my girlfriend, about the places she works. They started putting in stuff about Not like cool, Kumia's right? family photos. And I was like, all right, like you, you just got to do it. And in their, in their weird, retarded minds, they're like, you know, if I get banned, that means I got them. <laughs> yeah like, what is that <laughs> like if you ban me that means i gotcha it's like no it gotcha. just literally means it just literally means i don't want to read what you have to say it's not interesting yeah no There's the, freedom the, of the association i there are seven billion people on this planet i refuse to associate with most of you so you're not getting blocked because you're brilliant you're getting blocked because you're boring and retarded and i don't want to talk to you <laughs> yeah it's not even good somebody goes your family <laughs> is shit no disagreement <laughs> for me no disagreement for me there I 100 hey, percent that person must be must know my family. He's a Denny. <laughs> yeah, see, they had to put my girlfriend's name in the chat. They had to do that. See what I mean? They have to dox. They have to That's... put information out there. Well, well what's funny is like the, so the the comment that this podcast is cringe. You've been watching watching it for an hour and 45 minutes, motherfucker. Right. You lost. You're yeah. watching him. <laughs> I, it's and I so think... funny. Josh buys the family bucket from KFC, so he thinks he, I would never try to pretend I have a family. I and I do buy the family, <laughs> and I do buy the family bucket, and I eat the whole fucking thing, dude. Yeah, dude, you, dude. When you eat a pizza, you fill it with taco meat first and eat it like a like a, a taco. Oh my god, that's I want to do that man. so bad. This that's really a, is the fat ones. That sounds gross, but uh, I would do it. <laughs> no, I would do it. Great. I would try it. I would try. I'm not going to knock it. Like we did. It's a whole. We did, grosser shit on my tv show for sure it's the whole pepperoni pizza that makes the taco shell and then you fill it with taco fillings all the way up and you guys do know they have taco. that already it's called a stromboli yeah. right like dude stromboli no, is, is legit strombolis are awesome this is a different thing but yeah. whoever called us the fat ones you're right i'm i'm not even yeah. gonna fight with you about yeah that's that. the one that's when i love when people go yo you fat fuck i go yeah i am fat no. you know why because i like the way things taste more than i, I care about i have I a look. lot of food i'm so upset well it's also it's just it's a choice i choose to be fat if it bothered me that i was fat i would be one of those fucking guys who's at the gym every day trying Man. not to be fat if I didn't want to be fat, I would start doing crack yesterday. Yeah, I don't care. I don't like, care about who I got to look. Good. Who do I have to look good for? You know, there's the, you know where I you know where I draw the line with my fatness when it gets hard to buy shirts that my belly doesn't hang out of. That's when I care. And then uh, 
And then what's the other one? Oh yeah, if stuff starts to creak and hurt in my chest, then I go, you're probably too uh, fat. And then you gotta like, you know, work out a little yeah, bit. And yeah. Make sure yeah. that your heart doesn't explode. But other than that, I don't give a shit. These people are just kind of bullies. They're picking on like lower income people <laughs> and fat people. Like, what is your problem? <laughs> Why are you mean? Like the school ended. You don't have to be mean anymore. It's cool. Just have a beer. We can all chill together. I don't even care that you're retarded. I will hang out with you. It's fine. But you don't understand. I like this other podcast. Yeah. They like this other podcast that thinks you suck. And it's like, okay. okay. Like, That's, that's enjoy, fine. Enjoy, okay. uh, this is so funny. And I, 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 this is part of a new bit that I do in my act as well. So I don't want to go too far into it. But I'll tell you what led to the writing of this. We went to a movie a couple weeks ago. We, I took my girlfriend to see Doctor Strange. And we went to like a late night showing and the theater we went to is through a mall. So we'll park in the ramp for the mall and then cross the mall ramp. And there were two black ladies going down the elevator. One had a stroller and one was like an older black woman. And they, they stopped talking when we walked by them, almost like they were doing a drug deal and they were like trying to or something. But it wasn't that they were just they just stopped. And the older black lady looked at us and said, how y'all doing tonight? Y'all have a great evening. Enjoy y'all life. And I was just like, no one had ever told me to enjoy my entire life before. <laughs> and so that's now my response awesome. to all these people. They're just like, you suck. I'm like, enjoy your life. Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> but I was just like, that's, and, and then of course the, and then my girlfriend looked at me, she goes, why was she so nice to us? And I go, there was just another mass shooting on the news. And when white people <laughs> walk by people of color now, they're just like, enjoy your life. You know, Mr. <laughs> nice white man. Uh, we love y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, but it was, I had never seen, I've never in my life heard anyone say, enjoy y'all's life. <laughs> yeah, that's actually awesome. It's a I, pretty all encompassing, like in case I don't right. ever see you again in the universe, enjoy y'all life. Enjoy y'all life. <laughs> Which is now my new retort to people. They're just like, you suck. Well, enjoy y'all life. <laughs> Bless your heart. It is like that's that. Great. It is kind of yeah. like that. But it felt like it was bigger than bless your heart. Like, bless yeah. your heart can be a go fuck yourself. Enjoy your life is like, uh, how do you not, how do you interpret that in a bad way at all? No, you can't. I mean. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Like, when people say, oh, bless your heart is completely passive aggressive when people say Oh, it. totally, yeah. Not when always. people say that, but I'm from Alabama, nine yeah. out of ten times, it's like legitimate. Yeah, no, I, I'm from Georgia. We legitimately mean bless your heart. I mean, and sometimes it's because we don't want to hurt your feelings. And that's did why you I ever, did you, did you ever said that to somebody you thought was borderline retarded? Yeah, but, you, but you're doing it to be <laughs> right. So you're, you're a liar. The intent, <laughs> the intent is to be nice. Dude, if I didn't say bless your heart to borderline retarded people, I wouldn't say it at all. Right. That's who it's for. That <laughs> is so who because, it's for. Because the, the uh, you. The jig is up about bless your heart. You can't say that anymore. Be everybody knows what you mean. You're being yeah. a bitch. So now we say, oh, my God, I love you so much. That's if a good somebody one. says, oh, my God, I love you so much. It's the same thing as bless your heart. So it that's means the you're borderline new, retarded. Yeah. That's the new redneck code is what you're saying. Yeah. Is the, I love you so much. That's good. Yeah. Um, just from the women. Yeah. What was, the, what was the one? What was oh, I was just going to say? Uh, you made me think. Oh, I forgot it. I lost it. I had no, something. I had something funny there that you made me. Oh, oh, I was going to say, remember back when we used to call retarded people touched and then too many people got molested <laughs> and we had to change that because it was for it was like, well, touched like how like Sunday touched or Monday through Friday. touched. <laughs> oh, and, man. 
and uh and then yeah so like that's that's an amazing thing is that the human beings are so fucked up that we molested our way into having to change the words we use to describe those less fortunate we were like he's touched and you're like by god or by one of his people that's the differentiation well i think that one of the fun things about the ever-changing language of the world is that like people are gonna people are going to like oh you can't say retarded anymore we're gonna say mentally handicapped you're just giving us new words to use buddy you think i'm not gonna use that but you never it's never meant as to like single out a mentally handicapped person and that's like never ever the way i have ever used the word retarded in my life i've never described a mentally handicapped person as retarded just like you know i have yeah it's just faster yeah, I took a, I took a one of my best Uber stories is I took a retarded kid to see a prostitute at four in the morning, and that was fun. That was one of my favorite. When people ask me like, "What's your best Uber story of all time?" That's the one I always tell. That is like my favorite uh, because he was like, I was nervous. He was getting a ton of cash out of the ATM, and I was nervous that he was like being like shook down or something, or robbed or scammed. And he was just like, I'm going to see my girlfriend. <laughs> and then he was like, uh, she's a prostitute. And then, it, you know, yeah. without without doing the voice, he was like, the way I see it is I could spend hundreds of dollars to take a girl out on a real date and maybe get laid. Or I could spend hundreds of dollars to a prostitute and definitely get laid. And I literally <laughs> was like, you, don't, I was like, don't ever let anybody tell you you're retarded because you're yeah, probably right. further than all of us. <laughs> I'm really impressed with him. I don't feel like a lot of like not retarded people. I was just like, so. they really are. I literally was like driving away and I was like, man, they really are smarter than us. Right. Like, <laughs> they really do understand. And the world stronger better than, than us. Yeah. Oh, right, big that's time. true. Yeah. And if she gives him mouth, he'll just snap her neck like of mice and men. And, uh, <laughs> no, no. and he will no, do no that. jail time. I, I a think prostitute my... is having a really good time because as you said, the closer to death you are, the bigger your orgasm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we all know that from watching of mice and men, like she was yeah. so about to cream and then he was just like, click, you know, and then, <laughs> I bet, I bet if you check those panties, they were so, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I think, I think the first time that's in I the director's like... cut, by the way, I don't know if you saw it. <laughs> Gary Sinise commentary is really good. I think I'd buy the DVD right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think the first time I ever said something that got me like hated on a podcast was when someone said, you know, do you work out? And I said, no, I just have natural retard strength. <laughs> that was a, bad. right i didn't think it was that bad either but i swear to god my okay with this tucker thing my shit blew up immediately like so i i went on twitter right after i got off and I, it took me 20 minutes to scroll to the top of the news feed right but this <laughs> but this time I, I what is it with people adding you on facebook like I get Twitter. That's mm. public. Yeah, Facebook is dead, dude. Like I don't even I don't even go out of my way to post stuff to my Facebook page anymore. Mm. Like That's it, how my, you see Go ahead. My Instagram will go to it. Like so when I post stories hey. it'll go to stories wherever but <laughs> I just want you to know, Jessica, you have a nice bookshelf, <laughs> you stupid bitch. Thank you. <laughs> See, that's yeah. kind of a conundrum because if I have a big bookshelf, does that mean that I'm a stupid bitch? Like, I am yeah. so glad we had you on, Josh. That's great, yeah. right? Hey, this listen, is, you got new is, eyes. 
Oh my God, this is wonderful. All, all I can hope for <laughs> is that by doing your podcast, that some of the people that I hate will stick around and hate you uh, guys. I hope so. That's, this has been so much goal. fun. Yeah. 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 Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's stupid, so funny. You stupid bastards. <laughs> also, they hate you. That's the thing is like they, they can't get to me, so they're like, talk about her bookshelf. Get this. <laughs> we gotta get it. We we'll gotta get talk her. about it some you've, way. You've oh, got a lot of books. You bitch. fucking read, nerd. What? <laughs> what the fuck? They go, ask Josh about the fake Twitter followers. They bought me the the trolls of this podcast <laughs> bought me like half a million fake Twitter followers. And I had oh, to sweet. run a programming script to block them as it was happening so that they uh -huh. didn't run my Twitter up with a bunch of fake followers. It's so funny. Like they're like, he bought fake follow. Then they actually tried to buy fake followers for me to prove that my followers were fake. And so it was I've like, always you guys curious. are fucking demented. Okay, how I'm does, just going to say, one, hold on, hold on. I want to know how does one actually buy fake followers? I, oh, there's all this phenomenon all over the social media. I don't understand how it happens. Yeah, I've seen it more on Instagram. I mean, I don't know where you go. <laughs> like, I know you can I know how you can go buy them on Instagram because there are like sites and stuff that will go like you can buy like hundreds of thousands and they're all inactive accounts. So there's no point to buying fake followers on any of that social media because all they are is like reclaimed and active accounts that don't actually uh. improve your engagement whatsoever so if you're actually trying to improve your space in the algorithm you actually would go through and parse out your fake accounts so that the ratio of activity is higher and then you would actually drive more organic stuff i'm actually just too lazy to do that and because i've been on twitter since 2010 i have people that just don't use their twitter anymore right. so like there are people that were fans of mine 10 years ago who stopped tweeting in 2013 and there's like five or 10,000 of them and you can pay a service to go in and purge those out. I just don't want to spend the money to do it and I don't care and I don't have the time. No. So, so I think, I think my favorite thing about, but the, what's so funny is hold on. I'll show you that. This is so funny is that people go like, Oh, your Twitter following is fake. And it's like, I've done this several times on podcasts and I'll do it for you guys too. Just, just so that we can show how full of shit these people are. While um, he does that before it goes away, I want to show this. One. Oh, that's the wrong one. Hold on. Some guy had a good burn and I liked it a lot. Was oh. there a good, if there's a good one, post yeah. that shit. She's not a bookworm. She's a book whale. <laughs> that's good. I, I, I read it as book hole for some reason. And I was book. like, this wow, is weird. This is the best thing I've ever read. But book whales hole are is just as good. <laughs> well, hey, here's the thing, though. Now that you're a book whale, maybe John McAfee will want to fuck you. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. John McAfee is dead. Know, don't you know that? Well, um, is he? Is he? Or, <laughs> or is there some crazy adventure afoot? The, okay, so the best thing about this Tucker thing is I got so much boomer, su such a boomer following yesterday. I thought you were going to say I got so much boomer pussy, and I was like, oh, no. Oh, man, dude. Dude, I'm just, I'm just... Oh, clap in the ass of some 80 year olds. But no, um here I'll share I'll share my screen with you guys. But, Hold on, let me share my screen. You can but, select this and I'll show you. Go ahead though. Why cool. talking? Uh no, but what, what I was gonna say is I got all these boomers and I know that they think that I'm one thing and they're gonna find out by this episode that I'm not because these mm. these quote unquote troll messages are gonna make me come. I swear to God. Yeah, so Ooh. people all the time. Oh, this is that troll one that I was telling you about. That's in there. What are we so looking at here? This is my Twitter dashboard for my verified okay. Twitter account. They go, "Oh, your Twitter followers are fake." This gives you the full breakdown of 
my data for Twitter. So it shows you total tweet impressions, total tweets, uh, total profile yeah. visits, total mentions, etc. Right. So yeah. down, if you look at my 28 day summary, I've tweeted 1.8% less. My impressions are 1.7 less. So it's about on par, right? Mentions are down 20.9. But if you scroll down, and you look, it's generally because the month before I had something kind of go viral or something get a lot of impressions. So you look at this and I this tweet from last month was about um, uh, who's the Olivia Rodrigo. She said something like super pro life. And I was like, there goes the Latino audience and all of her fans hated <laughs> it. Right. But that was 200,000 impressions, 1.71 million for the month. Um, and then, yeah, my. This is 66,000 impressions for our show advertisement the month before 955,000. So it's about a million a month on average. Then you have months where something blows up and you have like this Joe Rogan one that's almost half a million and 2.34 million impressions for the month. Here's a good one. January 9.55. Oh, yeah. This Trevor Noah one went viral. So that got 6.2 million by itself. And then um, and then 3 million profile visits. And then if we go back, you'll see it's like a million, two million, and then it'll go all the way to the September. This was the abortion one. So 30 million impressions. The tweet on abortion got 9.55 by itself. So it's like when people talk about like your following is fake, it's like, dude, the numbers of my following means nothing because <laughs> ultimately it boils down to does anything you do go viral? And you know this, like if you pulled up yours, your 5,000 followers is nowhere reflective of that tweet's got millions and millions yeah. and millions of impressions, right? So like right. your followers aren't even an accurate <laughs> depiction of what your actual value is on social media if you're not getting actual impressions and actual engagement. So right. it's just so interesting to me that people get obsessed over that stuff and they just don't understand it at all. Like there are people that you follow on Instagram who are like a three or a four in terms of engagement, and they might only have half a million followers. And then there are like women who are um, like social media influencers who have 25 million followers and they get a one because their engagement is shit. And you see them try to game engagement. Like they'll go in and they'll comment on every comment or they'll like every comment. It's like social media companies are hip to this shit. So you can't, you can't fake it anymore. They know how people fake it. They have actual data that looks at the real analytics of what you get. And so when brands reach out to me, like uh, the Swedish or Danish eyeglass company, Christopher Clues, they know all of this stuff before um, they ask me to do a brand partnership and pay me to do a tweet or, a, or an Instagram post about them. So when you do that kind of stuff, it's like it's based on the actual analytics, not on follower counts not on you know likes or anything like that it's really based off of your penetration and that's how you negotiate this stuff so. <laughs> and they're not uh, obviously counting the people who follow you around because they hate you because this is bizarre to me this is the first time i've ever seen this behavior uh we've had all <laughs> different kinds of guests on many who are considered you know offensive or you know yeah that's the whole concept of the bad ones and they go, oh ever. this is good so this is a fair question they go why can't you sell out a show yeah everyone that looks at your twitter is not like a person who's going to buy tickets to a show why did why did um why did uh what's her name the chick who did my drunk kitchen mm -hmm. who was repped by me oh hannah hart why did hannah hart's youtube show have like 50 million views on every video and then her her food network show only had 600,000 viewers every episode or less like okay. shit doesn't always transition shit doesn't always work and so, yeah, I've gone out and done shows where 
Like I, I get a venue that holds a hundred. I sell 50 or 60 tickets or whatever. You're, you're always trying to figure that out. Then, I, you well, know, in Orlando, we're doing this big show there that's we've already sold hundreds of tickets for. So it just, it depends on who you're performing with, what your price point yeah. is, what your market is. I mean, you're, you're trying to figure all that stuff out. Cam, Cam and I have been doing this podcast together for a little over a year and a half at this point. And I honestly, we do it because we have fun doing it. They're conversations that we have because we're friends. We have a lot of fun. And yeah. at the end of the day, it's about, you know, whether we're enjoying it or not and not necessarily like what the numbers are or anything like that. We, <clears throat> if we were about I numbers, never we would have quit longs numbers. ago. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that's, okay. and that's And by the way, that's great to do that organically. Yeah. Like I, I am competitive and I do, I do, I measure against myself. So like, is my show growing over my numbers? Is, is, do I feel like my episodes are getting better and more interesting? Is my stand up writing? Do I feel like it's getting better? That's all what, that's what I always kind of gauge it at is do I feel like I'm improving yeah. and, and yeah. am I still interested in doing it? And one of the reasons like people make fun of the fact that I've like ended podcasts and started podcasts. And I like went through this phase where I tried to have a theme for my podcast but it's almost impossible to like rail people in or, or like rein yeah. them into the theme. So I was just like, fuck it. We'll just, I'll just make the theme of talking about whatever shit we want. Right. And then I'll just have on, if I want a band guy on, if I want a charity person on, if I want, and then I can right. do that. So I finally now have a podcast that is like what you guys are talking about, where it's just whatever I'm interested in. Yep. It's, you know, <clears throat> and that was like so great. Because we started off doing like a, a, a libertarian kind of podcast, some yeah, right. political bullshit, and I got tired of it. Because not only is it not only is it boring to me at this point, it's like, you know, you'd start to look at Twitter and you start to look at all the podcasts that were saying the same thing as this one libertarian influencer. And it was like, this is boring as hell. I was so like, well, how many weeks ago was we, that? Two or three weeks to, ago? We wanted to have a a shark attack victim on and we couldn't right. figure no, out no, no. how to have how to like get this isn't shark there attack just, victim isn't there just the one bethany hamilton no 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 okay no, so shannon and ainsley oh there's which multiple. we which we haven't talked no. to him yet we we some stuff happened that we didn't let that happen for me personally but um shannon ainsley was attacked by two great white sharks at the same time and i would i i remember setting that up and going how on earth can i set this up in the terms of liberty and I was like, no, fuck that. I don't want to do that. Right. And so, I mean, that among other things, I'm like, like several weeks ago, we had a guy who does autopsies and embalming on the show. Because I'm like, let's talk about death. Right. Isn't that, that cool? Interesting. It's yeah. so yeah. cool to be like, and, and and that's the thing is like, I never, I used to hate that when I'd be like, <clears> well, I want to have this person on because I think they're interesting, but they don't fit the format of my show. Right. So like, I, right. I mean, they're trying to make, uh, you're either trying to make them talk about like politics, for example, and that's not something they're interested in, or you want to talk about the thing that, that is their thing. And then your, your listeners are like, I thought this show was supposed to be about politics. And right. so now it's just like, yeah. yeah, man, my podcast is Jankum. It's whatever fucking shit we want to huff and spit and talk about <laughs> right. that day. Well, no. And, and, and that's, and that's the cool thing is, you know, it was actually a bit of advice from Joe Rogan. Because he'd said, you know, I just have fun with my friends. Did Joe Rogan what... himself meet you and give you that advice? No. <laughs> yeah, actually, it was, right, it was right after we fucked. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now, no, who, was was great. In, who was inside who? Yeah, I mean, I, I, think, I think you can tell by looking at me that I'm a bear. <laughs> yeah, so you're a bottom? Of course. Yeah, power right. bottom. No, the bears I generate the all the power. I'm, the not a I'm not a power bottom. I am an the analog 
bottom. I am like <laughs> sitting on top of an old time windmill. So <laughs> if you want me to go, you're going to have to crank me up. Yeah, <laughs> that's only fair. But no, he, he, he had said, you know, if I'm having fun with my friends, then other people will enjoy it too. And mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not having fun doing this anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's do something else. Mm -hmm. And it's been so much better. I mean, like when I let myself go and just do some stupid shit, I get on Tucker Carlson. I would yeah, never have yeah, had there that you happen go. before. Yeah, it's like the, the, and that's the thing that I don't think people understand is like, um, there's something, and this is, uh, you know, I, uh, sometimes I try to wax a little psychological, but it's like, sometimes I do try to climb into the minds of like, and this is before I was a, uh, internet personality or a comedian or anything. My whole life, people have hated me when I've walked into rooms and I didn't understand why. And I think there's something like, I will say that from a very young age, I had parents who always encouraged me to be myself. And if other kids didn't like who I was, they didn't tell me to change. They told me those kids are probably fucking faggots and you don't want to be friends <laughs> with them anyway. And so like, I've just always just been me. And I think people yeah. that really can't be themselves look at a guy like me and they go, well, you, you're fat, you're redheaded, you're ugly. Why do you like you? And I go, cause I don't, I can't be anything other than me. Well, you should learn how to do it. Right. And I, so right. I think that really, if we're going to, cut it open from a psychological perspective these are people who hate themselves and they hate that i don't hate myself and the it's best, like that's the best it. piece of advice my dad ever gave me was that what other people think of you is none of your business yeah and no, my, my parents me. did the gay bashing version of that right right but <laughs> at the end of the day like mind your fucking business and what other people think is not your business yeah that's why i had so many black friends growing up because they'd sometimes they'd look over at me and they'd be like they they hate me too man and i'd be like oh we're it's like when jenny tells forrest you can sit here if you want to but my jenny was like other little black kids uh -huh. um, <laughs> and they were like he's white but they hate him too so maybe he's one of us and i was like we should stick with that we should tell everybody <laughs> you guys and then <laughs> that's sweet that's like a feel-good story like, yeah and i was like can i use the n-word and they were like absolutely not and i was like well i'm gonna try it out <laughs> once in a while well just a little bit <laughs> one time i had hotep jesus on the show yeah he's great he i love hotep he, he he denied me the n-word pass that i had earned did he he Damn said it. no no n-words for you he said no he said no i earned that shit and he took it away from me. How did you earn um, it? Just out of curiosity. Where did you so, put in your hours? Not, not I, an I elegant it, dismount. I, I, I put in my hours when I went on tour with a band. And me and a, a black guy named James were uh, working together a lot. And he decided that since I wasn't willing to say the word, that he needed to make me say it before the end of the It's hilarious. Yeah, it's hilarious, right? Yeah, it was. that was the whole thing. And so the, all summer I was like, no, dude that's offensive as if i knew fucking better than the yeah. black guy and so he he wore me down and by the end of the summer that's where we're different you and i man they don't got to tell me twice i'll as soon as they go and go i'll i come out of the gates like one of them i don't know so. where I, I i don't know where you're from but i'm from alabama and uh, there was a lot of self-hatred taught to me in school for mm -hmm. being white Oh, because yeah. we oh, were really? the evil ones. We're set. We're southern. We're the evil ones. Yeah. We're the racist. No, I grew up. Guys. I grew up in Philadelphia, where they were like, "Why were we so mean to black people?" And the white people were like, "I don't know, man. Just check them out for a minute. You'll figure it out." <laughs> so we got us. They were like, "Where you are?" They're like, "We were mean." And where I grew up, they were like, "We have our reasons." All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I moved to Pennsylvania a couple years ago, and I was like, "Man, this place is fucking racist. Way more racist than in Alabama." And 
And they're like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, it's not really the white people hating the black people. It's the black people hating the Puerto Rican people and vice versa. Yeah. Like it was a, it was a big change. Well, what was interesting to me is like, I grew up in Philly and then in high school, I moved to Minnesota and Minnesota is on the surface, very nice and polite and not racist, but under the surface, extremely racist. Yeah. And in a mobilized action way where they're like, where I grew up, white parents would just talk shit about black kids and black parents. When I moved to the Midwest, white parents would be very nice to black kids and black parents and then literally try to get them not in their schools. Uh, like, you know, like, like it was way, way more pernicious and worse. And then, um, and then the other thing I noticed when I moved to Minnesota is there's a lot of like African immigrants in Minnesota, like Somalians. I mean, you see that with, um, the, the Congresswoman up there, right? Like she's essentially Uh, elected by, yeah, she's, she's, yeah, she's represented of those brother fuckers. Um, (laughs) she's like their representative, but that's how many like East African immigrants are now in minnesota and i remember like traveling with black comics and then being like shitting on east africans like they were lesser than and i was like oh you mean there's like a racism inside the black community and they're like oh yeah and it's like big time and then you go do your history and you go oh it's because they sold you to us and it's like that's where the fucking inner hate there's like such a classism in Africa, yeah. depending on tribe and and geography, that most white people are too passive aggressive to ever learn about. Yeah, but no, that was wild because I, I remember that. So, <laughs> like I, Nigerians hate everybody else. Well, like it's, if it's, there was a white supremacist rally, a few Nigerians would show up and be like, <laughs> "What can we do to help, man? They're like they are a problem. Obviously, we'll we'll help you. You want us to get these ones in the back?" but no that that's what's funny is like i said i grew up in alabama like you wouldn't be able to tell necessarily from my voice i hear that all the time like you're from alabama no i am i'm born and bred alabama but it it wasn't can you do the accent if you try can you do like an alabama i mean i do different ones my my wife says i overdo it though when you when you Mm -hmm. do it it's over yeah yeah I think it's because i lost my philly accent (laughs) and i try to do it sometimes but i think i'm overdoing it too yeah, I, I, yeah. Well, and it, that's the thing. It's just, it's just common Southern. I really like doing the, um, the old. Oh, you Savannah got a gentlemanly accent. way. Yeah, it's, it's sort I of. Like, I, I like going into that smooth and buttery. You Ooh, know what I mean? Shit. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I, no, I like the smooth. No, keep doing the smooth yeah. and buttery, <laughs> sir. It's about to get real Louis C.K. over here. Uh, but I grew up in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, but no, I, I did. I grew up in Birmingham, Alabama, and people always assume that it's the most racist place on the planet because that's when where letters from a Birmingham jail was written, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And but the first time I heard the N word with the hard R, being mean was when I drove up through Indiana and through Chicago. Oh, for sure, yeah. And I was like, okay, so I'm getting like the worst version of what it is in Alabama when I have never had that in my life. Mm-hmm. And I was so confused because I was like, no, no, no. They told us we were the bad guys. We were the ones with the dogs, but they don't tell you about what happened in Philadelphia. They don't tell you what happened in Boston. Well, yeah. And the, and that's what you don't understand is like the places that were historically, well, I shouldn't say what you don't understand. Cause you know this, you grew up there, but like, most of the places in the South have done a lot to correct that to like, Oh, in a lot of ways overcorrect it. And so now it's like, you know, when people go like, Oh, the South is racist. I go, no, it's not like we did our show all over the South, Charleston, Mobile, you know, uh, um, 
Columbia, South Carolina, Atlanta, Georgia, all over these places. They're some of the most liberal, tolerant, like integrated places we've been can, to. That's can I tell you why? why? Oh, I, I have you? a why too. Okay, oh, I'll, I'll, let me let me give you my first. why. Because okay. for one, the most tolerant white people live in Portland, right? Right. That's what well, that's what people say. Think. They think yeah. they live in Portland, the the or you know wherever where the, they don't. They know one black person, right? Yeah. But I lived in Birmingham, Alabama. My first best friend was a black person. Yeah. There's far more black people down in the South. We have to, we, I mean, I didn't have to think, oh, well, this person is black. Uh, you know, I need to be nice to them. Well, he I had was a really just Nicholas. Yeah. I had a <laughs> Nicholas. That's Nicholas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a good Sweet. thing you said that with the A at the end instead of Nicholas. Um, <laughs> but no, they don't. Was, it, it's it's wild to me that there are people who don't know black people who are calling me racist, and boy. that was my whole my life. Nicholas, uh, Nicholas. <laughs> anyway, uh, hard ass. But anyway, uh, yeah, no, you're right. And and I had this really. There's a really interesting, uh, like two part four hour episode of my podcast with a writer named Bertrand Cooper, who's like a mixed kid, product of a rough home on the East Coast. And he went to college and started noticing that all the people talking about race and oppression were like people who had no experience with the class of actual racism yeah. and oppression that he grew up in. And he's like, wait a minute, like all the people in Hollywood and all the people in entertainment that are these talking heads about race, they're all most of them are mixed. Many of them went to Ivy League schools. They went mm -hmm. to Stanford. They went to Yale. They went to Harvard. They don't know what real black people experience and go through. And and who elected them? The people who speak in these spaces about black issues. And, and it literally was just like they elected themselves and white people are too passive aggressive to call them out on it. So Bertrand started calling them out on it and was immediately labeled as a self-hating uh, black person. But he wrote this really great piece about like who are the black voices in culture and entertainment and everything really and started to show that like people like amanda seals and people like um uh who's the god i'm drawing a blank she's the creator of insecure Issa ray they all went to ivy league schools they're all from affluent neighborhoods and so yeah. you're just getting a, a white person dipped in chocolate who's now telling you what the black experience is <laughs> and and that's not real and so, you know, there's still a barrier to entry for real black voices in entertainment in Hollywood. All they're doing is giving you the blackwashed version of upper class white America. And you're you're chewing it up like it's like the problem has been solved and it hasn't. Right. And so, yeah, it's it's he's a really, really smart mm -hmm. dude. Really interesting. Uh, breaks a lot of the molds. Right. Like a curious, uh, I think, gay, mixed, tough upbringing. Um, but really smart guy and really thoughtful. And we, we talked about a ton of different things on the podcast and, you know, um, I, I really enjoyed it. And again, another, we went in a million different directions. We didn't plan to, but yeah. you know, that's kind of like why you want sort of an open-ended podcast to just have discussions. With yeah. People. Right. Just go where it goes. And, and it's, it's like, you know, I don't want to be a dick to people who I only spend an hour and a half with, but like, we're going to go longer if I'm having fun. Of course. Yeah. It's like, and that's the same with me too. I always tell people like, give me, you know, if you got a hard out, let's pick another day. <laughs> right. Cause, right. Cause the last thing you want to do is have a good one. And then people are like, we got to go. Right. You know, it's funny. You asked me, you know, how long do you normally go? And I'm like 90 minutes. And I, what I say, when I say 90 minutes, I mean, that's the goal. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it, it it depends on who it is. There's there's one one of our guests that every time he comes on, it it becomes the longest episode that we've ever had. Oh, that's always and fun. so oh yeah. But I mean like it <laughs> I so one thing a friend of mine was like, Hey, I'm like 17 away from 3,000 followers. And I was like, no problem, man. I'll tweet it. And I tweeted, hey, follow my boy Whitey Hotep. He deserves to get to 3,000. I just happened to open up Twitter and look at his account. He's now at 2908. He lost almost 100 followers. Oh, wow. I just <laughs> don't know why. Yeah. It's tr- just, just, you know, oh, the old trolling. That's awesome. I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh at your uh, loss. That's just really, really funny. Insane. Yeah. Insane. <laughs> so I just had to mention that. That was that was hilarious. Um, but no, no, dude, I have enjoyed the hell of it. Hell out of this. This has been fun. No, it's been I a love blast. That you brought, I love that you brought your haters. And yes. I swear to God, if you're not monetizing them, it, you're, you're missing out. Like you have to say some of these dumb these dumb things that they say and put it on a shirt and sell it to people who like you. Yeah, well, it's funny too because like the you know I lean I try to lean into it as much as I can without being too redundant and not trying to like confuse people. But like uh, you know they they hate they hate when you lean into it because it sort of takes the fun away for them. But yeah, as far as monetizing them, I mean, quite, there's not a, there's not even enough of them to monetize. Like, there's really they're really like a vocal ten they're dudes. So, they're so dedicated, though. They're like really devoted to you, and I I'm honored by Big that. I, yeah. <laughs> My friend Whip just said, "Cam, he missed. He totally miscounted and was 17 away from 2,900. You uh, retard." <laughs> womp womp. Oh, so he was 117 away from 3,000. God bless. You, you oh my god, bitch. I love you so much. They, you they, they, go, they go, Denny only monetizes his old jeans. They're not my jeans. First of all, if you think if you think I oh, fit shit. in a woman's 14, thank you. I just thank you. almost Burt Kreischer left. Yeah. The thing if you is think giving you shit for is so weird. Like it's so weird. Yeah, it's you know, funny. Like, question, right? you, like, hey, hey, dude, you know what? You're stupid. You sell jeans. Yeah, we okay. have too, we have too many jeans. I also sell old sports jerseys of mine. That's great. Uh, yeah, I have an e- cycle. You guys caught me. I have an eBay store where I make a few dollars every. You know what we do? This is crazy. This is sick. By the way, no, no one should ever do this. This is real sick of us. Just so you know, okay. we take old shit around our house that we don't wear or use anymore. Okay, and yeah. we'll throw it up on eBay. And if we sell it, we'll take the money and we'll go out to like a nice dinner. And then yeah. That's us. We're really fucking over everybody. I don't want you guys to know this. Like, this is a trick you can do if you really want to fuck people (laughs) over. Is you can take your old shit from around your house and you can sell it on the internet, and then you can take the money from that and do stuff with it. Like, uh, wait, wait, no, 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 wait. You said money. What is money? It's this stuff that this is stuff that they used to just make for whites, and now it's like it's really hard to get it now. And yeah. so sometimes what you could do is you can take shit that you have, like just laying around, like, uh, you know, like uh, old jeans, for example, or a woman's holes, and you can put it up on the internet and people will give you money, money. to okay. either see the holes or procure the jeans. But and then, then what you could do, then what they do is they'll send you money through the internet. Okay. 
And then okay. you can take that money and you can use it to buy other stuff with it. I'm getting like, so many good okay, ideas like here. Like food. Like <laughs> also there's food. first of all, great. Here's a great joke that nobody done. Uh, do you not see the problem with selling clothes you don't fit anymore to buy food that will make it harder for you to fit into your clothes? <laughs> no one has even no one has even orchestrated the vicious cycle that that includes. That's hilarious. And yet they're too fucking enraged to even think, oh, that's cool. Outgrow your pants, sell them, buy food, outgrow those pants. This is how the economy works, by the way. You're welcome, America. <laughs> It's I'm I'm very pleased that they're mad at you for because your girlfriend sold jeans on eBay. Somebody goes, I, Josh, you fit in a woman's tent. I thought women don't invite me into their tents. Am I an incel or am I a ladies' man who now doesn't fit into their tents? It's a good question. Which one is it? Yeah, <laughs> yep. So where I, do you buy your moo's? I wish I, I could jump into moo's. I'm gonna. I'm not I'm impressed about with it. that at all. Like I I I basically like I'm like ten steps away from becoming self sufficient. And so to me, to make money off of your old things is Absolutely or your, or your holes. Like, I don't do. understand why but, hey, every if woman. If the economy gets bad enough, I'll do what I have to do. Yeah. I mean, listen, that's all I, I'm saying. If I thought I could make money showing my hole on the internet, I would do it. I just don't think I there's had... a market for it. So, okay, here's the thing. After going on Tucker, you get a lot of weird messages, dude. Like, oh, are you a bear? Me. Yeah. Do you get some hit up by the bears? There's some bears. Did I got some get, bears when did I. Did you get dick pics? I oh yeah, I got a bunch. Pics. Did you get any? I, I didn't get any dick pics, but yes, apparently I am a bear. I, I found that out. Guys, nice. You're sleeping on this. Send Cam your dick pics so he no. doesn't feel left out. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I um, I uh, what was I gonna oh. say? I uh, um, no. Sorry if you get an actual dick pic. No, I got, no. I got, I did get some when when my Food Network show aired. That was like the main fan base was like old people's moms and um gays and gay i had dudes. a lot of gay dudes like "Ooh, huh? you about to get that ass cracked and i was like i don't even ah! know what that is uh, <laughs> i got a yeah. message from a man named larry who said oh you're a big sexy man and i was like i don't fucking know you larry <laughs> it's not isn't it nice though like it, it does this is what's this is what's like i it, i've never felt threatened i've always felt flattered that's why i don't think i could ever be the family take yeah because if somebody's if dad. somebody's like oh i would i've had men be like i would wreck that asshole and i'm like thank you like that's right? so nice oh it's just it nice to, to be, be you know what enjoy it's just nice life. to be liked and wanted yeah enjoy your life yeah that's not, and i've never even been i had guy i had a guy come up a real big guy kind of looked like you cam uh, oh. was at a show or when we were doing tapings for ginormous food, he came out to the one in Columbia and we took a picture. Um, we took a picture together <laughs> and he grabbed my ass. He grabbed my ass in the picture and I didn't say a word. I was like, you just Taylor Swifted me. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, this is hilarious. You can't sexually harass men. I, I, I have to bring up, uh, whips comment here there's an internet rule like whatever the sex rule is which is rule 34 by the way about jokes if you thought of it owen already did it on the live stream with goats <laughs> and a piano. yeah is that the rule of comedy yeah I mean owen did it <laughs> yeah yeah owen owen was the first to do every joke ever i <laughs> have uh, sexually harassed many men and it really doesn't seem to be a problem so it's hey, never a problem okay so <laughs> it's not a problem we I just have... go we just go Thank you. We go, oh, me? I can't yeah. tell you how happy I was the first time I was whistled at and catcalled. Oh, yeah. By a man. 
No, no, it was by women. That was that made it so much better. Oh, yo, look who's bragging yeah. over here. Right. Yeah, dude. <laughs> okay, so Jessica, can yeah. you? Okay, I, I, I can't really recount this. I think you can better than I can. Mm. Uh-uh. Do you remember the deer stuff? The closest thing I've ever gotten to a a dick pic. Do you remember the guy? Oh, that's right. Oh, oh, okay. Let me tell the story. This is so fun. Okay, so Cam, it was the middle of the Christmas season, and Cam is really into Christmas. Like he loves Christmas more than anybody you've ever met. Dude, me Christmas. too. Let's do Christmas together. Okay, you Hell guys, yeah. it's it's your thing. He loves it more than any other holiday, and he begins it like should, the day after. We Halloween. should do we should do a live show that's just uh, Josh and Cam's <laughs> big gay Christmas special. That's so much fun, and oh it's just I you and I, that. and just just the gayest Christmas special people have ever seen. <laughs> and it's like, and they'll just be what what'll happen is we'll do it. And it'll just be like us talking over an open fireplace. And all the chat will just be guys like, what are these guys going to fuck? And it's enraged <laughs> that it's just us talking for hours. Why are they so sensitive? Why don't they? Would somebody suck something already? I'm not paying for this. <laughs> So Cam loves Christmas, and in during Christmas in his Twitter profile, he puts a reindeer. He puts like eight reindeer in a row because Santa's eight reindeer. Makes sense, right? Yeah. Well, apparently we'll, we we'll know call this- them train deer. Train deer. Well, <laughs> yeah, they'll just ass to mouth. They'll all be connected ass to mouth, <laughs> and they'll be our train deer. What we didn't know at the time is there is this whole sort of like gay sex culture that is connected to pretending to be deer while they fuck Ooh. and they use the deer emoji in their Twitter bios to signal to the other gay weirdos that they like to fuck while pretending to be deer. And so Cam had eight reindeer in his profile and he got, Oh, oh my God, that's too he- many Cam. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, reindeer. I got a message from some guy that followed me and I followed him back. Cause this is when I was, I, I had my old account before I got banned and I was just like, oh, he he has some mutuals. It's fine. Dude sent me a picture of himself with two massive horse dildos in his hands. And was like, you hope how you doing, buddy? Dildo. You hope they were dildos. I hope they were dildos. Penises. And not a, like acrylic dipped actual horse penis. I've never even I've never even been like sick when somebody sends me a dick pic. I'm just like, nice, dude. Like, I'm not going to be mean. <laughs> I wasn't mean, mean, but I was like, you know what? I don't know if we're going to continue this discourse. So <laughs> I went, I looked at his profile and it's not, you both dress up like a deer and the deer fuck each other as deer. One of them's just dressed like a cowboy. It's always a cowboy <laughs> and a deer. That's well, maybe, oh, that's weird. Right. right. That's strange. I, so that's I thought I bought the cowboy hat. If it was one cowboy, like maybe he just didn't have his deer outfit yet, but he was like, I got to wear something. But if it's often a cowboy and a deer, then I have questions. That's strange. Always, always. There's usually a pickup truck. They're doing it in the back of the pickup truck. And it's this like gay redneck underground deer hunter fantasy where the tw- the deer is a twink. Oh, I'm oh. Are we still allowed to do that? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So oh. and Cam had eight reindeer in his profile. Dude. He was starting to get some invitations to some Buddy, parties that I don't think he really wanted to attend. Call me old Elmer Fudd, because I'm 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 hunting. I like it. Wow. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what we'll dress we'll dress up in the old hunter's flannels. We'll both be bald with beards. 
and and we'll have like one of those bear rugs right but it won't be a bear it'll be a west hollywood bear and we'll skin him <laughs> and we'll lay his skin on the rug in front of the fireplace or and, then, and then instead like of an apple in his, his mouth it'll just be six other guys cocks yeah in his yeah. mouth uh, 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 like That's that correct. yeah and then i think we should i think we should do this this sounds see if These tucker will pay for it so, so many great show ideas. <laughs> you guys are friends now go to tucker, My, we'll talk to tucker right. be like will you guys put this on fox if if <laughs> anyone listens to this episode after liking me for tucker they're gone like <laughs> yeah. this is over man <laughs> Gravy Sorry, train is gone. i was just part- being myself we were we were all sort of like in the group chat we were watching tucker carlson together because cam was going to be on and the commercials were the most hysterical part because it's definitely like oriented at really old really sick people and so it's like yeah cam your anti-war rhetoric is not going to sell extends uh dildo pills for old men who can't get it up anymore i'm sorry we're gonna have to cut you off did you call them dildo yeah. pills yeah because that is kind of true because like it's, it's a fake not your, dick it is a fake dick right that is uh, no one's i've never heard that that's great so, dildo dildo pills. Pills. so yeah. i mean have you have you heard of blue chew yeah of course i, I listen to podcasts they sponsor everything but mine yeah yeah they might mine sponsor either. mine i don't know i they just the the podcast network that i'm signed with they just splice ads into my episode so it could be anything like They're what's really sponsor us what I was call them dildo pills what was really funny is like during the election the last election cycle like i would go on my podcast and i would just like shit on democratic candidates and then their <laughs> ads would play during my podcast and people don't know <laughs> people don't know how some of those podcast ad deals work so like the podcast company just splices in whatever ads that people buy from them. And so I don't curate the ads for my show at all. They just splice in whatever I can go in and put in how many and, uh, and I just have it set to optimize. So it just plays the most amount I can make money off of. And when people don't like ads, they can get it off my locals, which is like Patreon. So, um, but what's funny is, uh, I would literally, go, I, there was one episode where I was ranting on fucking Bernie Sanders owning like three houses and being a total hypocrite. And then Bernie Sanders ad played right in the middle of that rant, which was perfect. <laughs> but no, so, so blue, blue chew, that's what it's called, right? Yeah. I have had yeah. some bourbon since I, we started this thing. Um, no, no. Yeah. Um, no. So blue chew, I was like, you know what? Let me support Michael Malice. I think he's funny. I'll, I'll try blue chew you know what i found out when i tried blue chew i am that a healthy don't... i'm a healthy man oh it just gave you your regular dick yeah it just gave me the regular thing oh I was, no i would did you demand a refund i was i was you can't i can't tell you how mad i was that it just lasted the normal you, amount of time what were you expecting what what was in what was in your mind that would my happen? mind was honestly it will last longer <laughs> that's what i'm expecting yeah, I want Jack and the Beanstalk. Yeah. I want Jack and the Beanstalk results. If I take one of those erectile dysfunction pills, I expect a small boy to be climbing it into the sky. Uh, that's my expectation. And if it's less than that, then I'm going to demand a reef. I will go on Twitter and I will de- humiliate you like I did Chipotle. Don't think I won't. Well, see, see, and that's the thing. There were two things I tried from from when I watched Malice. It was Blue Chew, which just told me, like I said, that my dick works normal. And then I tried their their underwear. What was what's the name of the underwear? Um, sheath underwear. Sheath underwear. My, my husband balls are too loved big. them. My balls Aww. are too big. For the God, kind of you got people. them fucking clackers. Jesus. Yeah, dude, dude. By the time I'm forty, they're gonna be hitting my knees. Yeah, I just gotta are, say, 
all this talk that's... about cock and balls has got me starving. So and the wife is <laughs> the wife is blowing my phone up like we got to go eat before everything closes. So. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, this has been one of the most fun episodes I've ever done. Yeah. Oh well, thank you. Me too. I've enjoyed it immensely, and and we'll so, do it again anytime. I'll have you guys on mine. We'll we'll pod swap. Yeah, dude, I'm 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 down for it. Tell I really do want to go to your show. So I'm a poor person. No, no. So if we'll, you, if no, you can throw me bro. something. Yeah, we'll and and we might we'll talk. We'll talk. We might okay. we might have a use for you. We'll put you to work. Oh. Oh. Yeah, but I think yeah, we'll we'll square it away. We'll we'll awesome. set you up. Cool. Um no, thank you. Um one of the things I want to do before we go, uh this is the gay part of our show. Um we Oh, thank God. I thought we had already <laughs> crossed that bridge. No. No, no. Oh no. <laughs> No, this, this is, is only gayer part. from here. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's here's the deal. We do funny shows. We do earnest shows, but we ask the same question no matter if it was earnest or funny, right? Mm -hmm. Because the last couple years have fucking sucked, and people are sad. And I'm like, you know what? Let's give them a little hope. So the question that we ask everyone before we leave, and you can be earnest or you can do whatever you want. But what's something right now in your life that gives you hope and motivation to keep doing the stuff you're doing? Um, I think I said it earlier, but just like feeling feeling people shift. Like I feel like a lot of people are shifting. There are even mm. people of my and this is what I'll say. I want to put this out like a PSA. There are a lot of you that um might quest, feel like quest. Yes, I'll give quest a follow back. Yeah, I'll, I'll <laughs> send, me, send me a DM and I'll follow you back. Um <laughs> there's a lot of people that i think are looking back on the last couple of years and being like i was wrong about a lot of this stuff and now i'm starting to drift the other way and yeah. now but like i think a lot of those people are afraid to ask for forgiveness or to be let back into their social circles or to even admit they were wrong and it's like if you're one of those people man just like get over that and just like figure out how to bring yourself back to reality like i know a lot mm -hmm. of you thought Trump was Hitler and thought COVID was the plague. And you realize that both of those things are retarded and maybe you feel a little dumb about that, but it's okay. Just go, Hey man, I know I was real retarded the last couple of years. I've realized the error of my ways. And uh, you know, I'd like, like you don't even have to do that. Just like, just jump back in. It's like jump rope. Just jump back into society. We will welcome you back with open arms. We will make fun of you for two yeah. or three years um, because you're absurd. But it's just like, uh, you know, it does fill me with hope that a lot of people that I thought were beyond saving are starting to drift back into the middle yeah. and starting to drift back. And they're just going like they're like fucking, yeah. you know, like gay show and tell the fucking first grade class. What the fuck is that? You know what I mean? So like they're starting to wake up a little bit and come back around and don't be afraid to reach it because this is where the right and the left or the libertarians and the left are very different is like, yeah, we'll go. Yeah, man, we've been telling you. But the left will be like, absolutely not. You can't come back to our side. Yeah. You're either with us or against us. And the rest, like, people are not like that on our side. So I, I think the thing I'm most hopeful for is I, I think more and more people kind of are fed up and they've had enough and they realize that there is no middle anymore. Like I've said this on my show a lot, the middle is just for cowards and people who have more than enough money to not give a shit or pay attention. Mm -hmm. So you there is no more like i'm not on a side like there's this there's this side of sanity and the side of insanity those are the two sides yeah and if you want to come back to the side of sanity where you go okay some of that stuff's ridiculous then we'll go yeah thank you come on come on back yeah. over so and and i think with comedy specifically the pet i think it's gotten so absurd when when people are getting suspended for even retweeting your 
throwaway tame thought that people now are just going like uh yeah dude this is so ridiculous and comedians need to be able to be funny and have freedom so yeah. i think i think people are kind of waking up and coming to their senses so that gives me hope yeah dude i I, I've had so much fun, and and honestly, I, I do want you to come back. I want to do whatever swap you want to do. For sure, man. Oh, um, but I don't think we're not doing this big gay Christmas show. Uh, <laughs> this is happening. Oh, um, also, anyone get, else? Man, we'll get think... Manscaped and Blue Chew to sponsor that show. <laughs> um, anyone else that you think would get along with us and would want to do the show? Let me know because I'm. This has been great. Um, For sure, but. But no, I beyond that, I, I do want to tell people where to find you. So oh, yeah. I so, you know, typically I like to try to cover the bases. I only have two bases for you, which is your Twitter at Josh Denny, mm -hmm. um, which is at J-O-S-H-D-E-N-N-Y. And then you have your show next week tonight that's on censored.tv. Is there anything else you want to throw out there? Yeah, people can just go to joshdennycomedy.com. Everything is okay. there. The links to my podcast, the links to my locals. Uh, I try to stay up on top of posting like appearances like this. When I do on other people's show, I try to keep those uh, mm -hmm. so that people can see everything in one place. Um, so people could see, I always say that like, if, I'm way funnier on other people's podcasts than mine. So watch me on other people's shows. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it Josh And by all means, if you're in the Florida area, get tickets to the Orlando show. Uh, June 25th will be the, the venue isn't announced until the day of the show. And oh, um, wow. yeah, so uh, people can get tickets on Eventbrite. Uh, the link is in my Twitter under my pin tweet. It's at the homepage of my website. So people can go there and get tickets. The, the VIP is all sold out. And then the, uh, the general admission and balcony tickets are still available. And it's pretty, it's pretty affordable. So we wanted to do a show that wasn't insane prices because we know everybody's getting fucking squeezed right now. So, yeah, yeah. no, I, I, yeah, no, it's not even squeezed. It's butt fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like, and uh, not even in the fun way. Yeah, Without no. the squeeze. Yeah, I'm not right. the one doing the fucking, so it's not fun for me. Right, right. <laughs> totally, totally. Um, beyond that, uh, you need to message me who the the child star is because I'm lazy. I'm not going to do any work. <laughs> I respect it. I respect <laughs> it, my good sir. I'm. I'm. You can't expect that of me. I. I have really shitty tweets to tweet and uh, other things like that so oh yes one more thing one more thing to plug if you would like to go to my ebay store and buy some used women's <laughs> get some, jeans get some that jeans. would really help yeah even if you even if you yeah. don't want what you should do if you don't like me is you should buy the jeans and then you should send me videos of you doing horrible things with the jeans to right? the jeans that's great. that'll that'll really bother me so buy all yeah. the jeans Dude, let's get on, them worse on eBay, yes, buy them all. Yeah, and download then Uber. Send me awful videos. Yes. Yeah. And and download by the way, Uber. If you're in the greater Los Angeles area, download the Uber app. Keep requesting until you get me. I will get you at some point. <laughs> and I know it's five dollars every time you have to cancel. Eventually, you'll get me, right? Because that's all I do. I'm not a comedian. I'm just an Uber driver. So yeah. go on and request and request and request. You have tons of money. You own your own businesses. You're all set in life. You have nothing but success and love. So use all that money and request until you get me. And I'm sure right. maybe you will at some point. Good luck. Well, I am. I am thrilled to have you. Like I've. This is fun. I. I like people who are funny. I like people who are willing to go to these different edges, these different extremes, because that's that's me. But I've never 
I, I mean, I somewhat let myself get there, but I'm thrilled. I've loved having you on. That's um, been, we'll that's been to, good, guys. We'll, 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 we'll chat uh, through DMs and stuff later. I'll let you go and eat dinner with, with your girl. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much. Let's figure something out. Sounds something good. Else to do. It was nice to meet you as well. Yes, you too. Yeah, I like how he's just saying, I'll speak for me, and then she can... <laughs> Whatever yeah, she fuck her. She can, she can figure it out. <laughs> yes, it was great chatting with both of you guys. Thank you for having me on. Awesome. We'll see you later. Thank you. And I would All like right. to say, go ahead what and do, do the stuff. And then, you always ask me at the end if I have a wrapping up thought, and I never do. Yeah. It's always that I have to pee. So say your thing, and then I have a wrapping up thought. Okay. So let's, let's do the thing. So um, <laughs> we're going <clears throat> from a very unserious conversation, which was great to several serious ones in a row. So I'm going to let you know what's coming up. Next week, we're talking to Mark Ward. Uh, remember, Jessica, we're recording it early on Monday. Oh, so, thank you for reminding me. I asked you to yeah. do that. So anyone on Patreon will be able to listen to it early, watch it early, mm -hmm. and be in the chat. Um, I will let you all know that through Patreon. Uh, but we're going to... So we had a conversation with a friend of mine about, the, about Bible translations and copyrights and crap like that. Uh, a couple months ago and this guy wrote a book about the the king james version and we're going to talk about uh that we're going to clear the air because there was a lot of information that i didn't feel was particularly it didn't match what i'd learned in the past so we're going to have that conversation with mark ward it's going to be great after that we're talking to uh, a guy named siren warner siren warner called the fbi to tell them that he planned to kill mitch mcconnell in order to draw attention <laughs> to a cult that is uh, hurting children. And so his entire job oh, right now, he's funny. an independent journalist who is trying to bring down this cult called The Body. We're going to talk to him after that. Mm -hmm. uh, just after that, we're going to be talking to my friend, Jessica's friend, Monica Perez of The Propaganda Report. It's Yay. the last episode of the month, which is Friends Month. So that means I haven't talked to Monica yet. We'll see if she's down for this. But the idea is that we'll have a friend on and then we'll have our monthly zoom chat with our patrons mm -hmm. and um we will have a party we'll have a conversation we'll play games with that um beyond that we i have there's an episode i'm really excited about which i think jessica will be so stoked to be on the lead uh guitarist of the band sleep which is a stoner metal band that came out in the 90s uh he left it right as they were becoming famous you'll we'll get there why did he leave it? He left it to become an Orthodox monk. What? That's based as fuck. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to be talking to him. His name is Justin Marler. It's going to be absolutely fascinating. Awesome. I'm thrilled. Um, beyond that, I don't have anything to tell you. Um, beyond oh, patreon.com slash the mad ones. If you if you're listening, you can watch every week Wednesday at youtube.com slash the mad ones. And you can be part of the chat and you can deal with these dumb, uh, dumb trolls if, Please you, come if back. you really want to. Come I, back, I dumb trolls. We love yeah. you. Um, I enjoy comedy. So if you burn me really good, I'll put it up on the screen. Yeah, like, dude. I'm not, dude even, me, <laughs> I'm not even fucking around about that. Make me laugh. Um, um, be, beyond that, if you would rather listen, we're on every podcatcher. And you can also listen directly at wearethemadones.com. We have shirts, we have mugs, we have tank tops. Tank tops are the best shirt you can wear. I'm not going to elaborate. Wearethemadones.com slash store. Um, we don't have an eBay where we sell jeans, but we're looking into it. It's something we we really want to capitalize on. 
Um, I'm on Twitter at Ham Carlos. Jessica's on Twitter at Soup Canarchist. Uh, we're also on Rockfin and Odyssey, and I'm working on getting us on Rumble as well, so that regardless of the um, the the platform you hate, you'll have a place to go. That's it. Oh, like, yeah. subscribe, comment, help us grow because we are having fun, and you should have fun with us. Parting thoughts, Miss Jessica. Oh. Just for all the people who are trying to make fun of Josh Jenny for being an Uber driver, I would like to point out that Uber drivers are probably saving untold amounts of people's lives, keeping them from driving drunk on the road. So if you're making fun of that, which is pretty much like an essential service, you're a dickhead. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> Bye now. I love you. Fuck you. I love you. As Bye. always. You have a chance to be a light in the world. What a thing to say after that. So go light it up. Oh, I got it.